0: Seek me a lifetime, but never we meet, and those I kiss, but who trample me beneath ungrateful feet. At times I seem to favor the clever and the fair, but I bless all those who are brave enough to dare. By large my ministrations are soft-handed and sweet, but scorned I become a difficult beast to defeat. For though my strike lands a powerful blow, when I kill, I do it slow. (music) you well we already said what book we're doing i was just gonna say can you guess from the intro what we're doing only
1: if they listen to last episode will they know true
0: give us your guesses you've got t minus 30 seconds (laughs) to give yourself a little personal victory on guessing correct
1: yeah because we'll tell you here shortly 30 seconds 30
0: minutes from now it'll come out (laughs) it's all relative (laughs) Time doesn't exist. Right, but
1: <laughs> look who it is! <laughs> Back for another episode.
0: Well, well, well.
1: <laughs> we did say we wanted to try different greetings, and that was uh, <laughs> that was the option for this evening. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah, it was giving me a little bit of like Goodfellas vibes. Yeah. Like look who it is! Look who it is! If you could do like a New York accent. Too. It's too hard. It's too hard.
1: I like. I like to do accents, but now, now I'm nervous. So I <laughs> On the spot, it has to be
0: like <laughs> right, organically. Look
1: who it is walking in my door. <laughs> well, really well, well, well.
0: <laughs> that was really good. Thanks. <laughs> the only accent I could really sound like the accent it's supposed to would be like southern or British. Oh yeah. But.
1: I have to, to really get one, I
0: I have to hear it for a little bit. Mm -hmm. But I'm
1: like a little mimic. If I hear something, I'll try and repeat it. I've been like that since I was a kid. Yeah. So, I'm not saying I'm good at accents, but I I do like to do them.
0: (laughs) Yeah. I don't even try any other accent outside of... Well, Southern, because I'm from Missouri, and people from here, for some reason, like to think they're Southern. We have all the accents in this state. It's really weird to me cuz you have like if you get a little northeast, mm-hmm. Missouri, you get where people kind of have a bit of a get, Chicago I would say you get going. that Chicago accent. Yeah. yeah. If you get south of like where we are right now, yeah. the KC metro, people think they're in the the deep south <laughs> yeah. and so they get their southern accents going. <laughs> yep. I'm like, chill out, bud. We're in the middle. Right. This is the dead center. Slap dab in the middle. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. But, you know, whatever. But, uh, hey, this is the We
1: Read Books podcast. (laughs) (laughs) What'd I tell you 30 minutes later (laughs) now? Yeah, it is. Uh, Here we read books and then we talk about them for mostly our own entertainment, but hopefully for yours, too.
0: Yeah, hopefully you enjoy yourself while you're here. Yeah. And you come back again. Yep. And then we can well, 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 yeah. (laughs) We'll insult you when you show up. Some people like that.
1: It's like that you old so-and-so (laughs) kind (laughs) of.
0: Yeah, yeah. (laughs) Uh, And that's Wit. And that's Mad. And we're your hosts. Y'all. And we are on social media because who isn't? Because you must be these days. Gotta be on the socials. <laughs> our Instagram and TikTok are at we read books pod. And our email is we read books pod two three at gmail.com. Whoop whoop. So. I didn't come up with a song jingle for Gmail yet. I'm so sorry. <laughs> it's, di- I mean, it's just. Yahoo, they picked the word Yahoo specifically to create that little jingle. Oh, absolutely. they That's how they thought of the name. They were probably just like whistling in their kitchen, Yeah. whoever it was. <laughs> or they were playing Mario, you know, the wahoo, and they are like, wait, yeah. there's something there. <laughs> exactly. There's something there. I think the jingle preceded the name of the company. I'm sure you're correct. I think we've kept you in suspense
1: long enough yes this week we are doing
0: dun, 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 dun.
1: a court of thorns and roses yep we are or more popularly
0: referred to as Akatar. that's right <laughs> um Acatar girlies we are we're doing this one for you yep and i guess Akatar boilies too yeah
1: <laughs> That one doesn't. Peeps. That one doesn't. Yeah. Ecotar no. peeps. Yeah. <laughs> I was gonna say the other one didn't. It sounded yeah. weird. I take f- it back.
0: <laughs> <laughs> we got the full gambit. Yep. Um, arguably one of the most popular books on our list. Probably yeah. Uh, as far as like social media shit goes, this one's probably at you know it at its height right now. Oh yeah yeah. For sure, especially because SJM is releasing her her third Crescent City mm-hmm. in January. I
1: need to read the Crescent Cities. I still have not done
0: that. Yes, shame,
1: shame on me.
0: You, you're definitely gonna need to. <laughs> uh, even if we, I mean, it's gonna be like so long before we are ever even considering doing Crescent City. Yeah. But you're gonna need to okay okay for, for just for uh, continuity purposes I've, yeah I've heard that there's some crossover in the S J
1: M universe so I yeah. really got to get on it
0: I think it's pretty confirmed that we're gonna get Akatar Crescent City crossover
1: okay that makes more sense from what I've seen on the cover those two seem mm-hmm.
0: in the same world. There is some throne of glass that pops, like uh, the book that Selena uses, mm-hmm. The Walking Dead, like to teach herself how to read word marks. Uh-huh. It, the, the Walking Dead is in the library at Crescent City. Okay. So I am thinking that in, in the end, SJM is going to pull a, a marble and everything is coming in. Okay. In the end. I don't know that yeah. we're going to get, like, t- up several books deep of all three, but I think... That might be too much for me to handle. Yeah, I feel like maybe at the end end, when mm-hmm. she's trying to wrap up Akatar and Crescent City and their whatever, I think we're going to get maybe, like a like, a savior moment.
1: We're going to get a... <laughs> A Muppet Family Christmas where Sesame Street and
0: Fraggles <laughs> and the Muppets. it's yeah. all coming together it, for one special episode. It is. <laughs> or like uh in Lord of the Rings at Helm's Deep, when the writers of Rohan show up with yeah. Gandalf. I feel like that's gonna be like the end. Oh, okay. So so less like my thing and yes, more like your thing. Okay. <laughs> I that's what I envision. Like we're gonna get Our queen of Tarrison coming in, gold armor, flaming sword, all of the people, and they're going to like push the victory. That's, I feel like that's the perfect way to bring that in because so many people are like, no, leave the throne, the throne of glass, leave them in their peace. Like Mm -hmm. they had their ending, leave them alone. Yeah. And then there are other people like, but I want to see them
1: again. She, she could just do more stories with them.
0: Yeah. If not
1: cross them over.
0: Yeah. There's so many good characters.
1: You there could, are a lot you of could, good You characters. could continue their story
0: elsewhere. Their story. Yeah. Without bringing them into a multi-realm conflict. <laughs> right. I do think that if she was going to bring them in, instead of bringing them in at the beginning of the conflict and having them toil and toil and toil, mm-hmm. coming in at the end... To mm-hmm. be, like, the saviors. hmm I feel like that would satisfy both. Like yeah, Because... They're, they're not going to suffer what... a lot, mm-hmm. but they're going to be in the yeah. trenches. Because that's where those characters like to be. Right. I was going to say, and you know your girl... they toy
1: ...likes to throw that last twist at the end that oh, saves yeah. the day she likes
0: to have that little that's, that's who she is surprise
1: surprise i already saved the day five moves ago you exactly. just didn't know about it so yeah
0: and she loves to be in the thick of it that's yep. who she is at her core so mm-hmm. maybe she doesn't want to live a life of peace she wants to be in the action just every once in a while yeah just just swooping in at the end to right be the savior come on <laughs> it fits um, but, yeah, so all of that is to say you should read Crescent City. I will do so. It is an Audible. Perfection. Both of them. Here I come. Boom. Episode over. I got work to do. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> I am also... I think it comes out right after my Audible credit loads onto my account every month. So the January credit will go for Crescent City 3. Fabulous. So got to this is research now this is our our job so right. it's my job to, right. to, read, to read this <laughs> but i must but i must for the uh, pod yeah it's everything for the pod <laughs> so uh yeah sarah j mass is the author of acutar and all the other books we just uh brought up um it was published may 5th 2015 for some reason that seems very recent i don't know why it's not that <laughs> you know reason. my you know my <laughs> stance on time.
1: <laughs> it really doesn't feel like that long ago, but that's eight, eight years, years ago, almost yeah. nine.
0: That's think of what she, when I think of what she's released in that time is like Throne of Glass was not finished yet when she released Akatar because I wow. think Kingdom of Ash came out in nineteen, and the first Crescent City she's published two Crescent City books. I think the first one came out in mm-hmm. twenty one. So since 2015 she's published all of Akatar, two Crescent City books and at least two Throne of Glass books. The only way I can
1: like reason how you can do that much in such a little time is she had a lot of it really planned out and possibly yeah. f- completed before the first publication.
0: Yeah. That's that's also my theory on Harry Potter.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Well, and, like, the Harley Merlin books and the Finch Merlin books, I don't know how quickly they came out, but I'm pretty sure on Audible, like, several of them, like, have the same release year. So... (laughs) And I don't know if that's for the Audible books, but I think it's for the book
0: books. (laughs) Yeah.
1: So, I mean... That's insane. It'd be crazy out here with these authors, but if I they know. have the whole thing like done and it people are just working on the editing, mm-hmm. that's true. You can just turn release that shit like out. mad.
0: Yeah. So. I mean, yeah. and the Crescent City books are like huge. They're really yeah, like long, thick, like thick, thick. Those are murder weapons
1: oh man i'm gonna have to like set aside a month i'm gonna have to take a month off work <laughs> that's right
0: they're so and she's released two of them wow since 21
1: well, way to go sarah
0: sarah, sarah what do you listen doing what the you most doing? out here can we like set up a call because your girl can get a page written in like a week maybe
1: <laughs> your girl over here can get a page read in a week <laughs> I read faster than that, but it feels
0: (laughs) like it sometimes. (laughs) I bet she does have it down to, like, a science, though. Because when I... I have not published anything or written a full-length novel. So Mm -hmm. when I'm writing, I I know this, and I have to repeat to myself, just write it, just write it, just write it, Mm because I'm also editing at the same time. Right, and you can't do that. And I know that you cannot do that every... Successful writer will tell you your first draft is just basically you spewing words at the page. Right, because like, you don't
1: want to nix something in your you know yeah process edit and then be like oh wait I I want to go back to that oh wait what was that yeah if you just let the the word the words come out then uh-huh. then it'll be there for you to reference yeah. later. But I also understand that you want to preserve. The preferred version, maybe you could write in tandem. You can have one file for just the word vomit and -hmm. then go over to the other one when you feel like you've got that scene perfected and then go do like the, your, your quote unquote edit version. Yeah. Just do both at the same time.
0: It's, it's so my, I think everybody who does a creative thing is very self-critical. It's across the board, no matter what creative you're in. Self-criticism is rampant. Like, every single person, no matter what, highly self-critical. And I just think that I'm maybe a hair more self-critical than... (laughs) some people because some people just like slap some some shit together like yeah Yeah. this is this is it
1: just hear my voice in your head when you get critical (laughs) me like girl you can do this you've got this you're the smartest person i know it's so hard
0: but then the problem is then i'll read a book that i that's just bad like from blood and ash Mm -hmm. oh my god it's mind-numbingly bad that one's really popular which is horrifying. <laughs> it makes me so scared.
1: But it should also make you go, okay. Well, I feel like my stuff is better than this. Give you a little confidence boost.
0: You're just a little,
1: yeah, little tippy tap up, up the the ladder of confidence. Yeah, it's
0: like two things happening at once. Whenever I, when I read that book and I was like, oh my god, this is one of the worst things I've ever read. I'm, I so this got published. <laughs> this got published and sold millions of copies. Yeah. I absolutely can beat this yeah. thing right here. There then then my other side is like, but what if you can't? Oh. <laughs> it's I'm so mean to I'm myself. I'm going to tell that side to hush it. <laughs> I'm I'm just like not always nice to myself. I know that that's bad. Off air, I'll just I'll
1: try and come up with the best pep talk <laughs> to leave you with.
0: <laughs> I appreciate that. <laughs> Uh, But see, speaking of copies sold, yes, Akatar will be out here selling books. Oh boy! Now the specific numbers for this book, book one, Mm -hmm. I couldn't find. Just as a whole, just the one book. Yeah, everything, and I wasn't like delving deep into the trenches of the internet because at the end of the day, it doesn't really matter. But everything that I found said. Sarah J. Maas has sold 13 million copies of her books. And I don't know if that means ACOTAR as a series, her entire catalog, including Throne of Glass and Crescent City, or it's certainly not just book one. That feels like lazy reporting on the internet's part. I agree. To be honest. My assumption, based on the popularity, is 13 million of ACOTAR as a series. That that seems sound. That feels correct. Yeah. I feel like that's a bit small to include Crescent City and Throne of Glass, mm-hmm. but it's a bit high for just book one. Right. So I'm thinking ACOTAR is a series 13 million copies. I think that's safe. a fair
1: assessment uh, or assumption or
0: whatever you want to call that. Yeah. I, I, I follow that. If it's incorrect and anybody listening knows the correct number, please let us know. Because <laughs> <laughs> I own that I... Looked through maybe like four or five sources and all of them said this same line. And I was like, all right. Right. This is what I'm How much deeper are you expected to dig? Yeah. Because, I mean, it doesn't really matter that much. Right. Right. (laughs) So. Yeah.
1: Well, and I was surprised to learn that this has been translated into 37
0: languages. That is a lot. It's pretty cool. Yeah. 37 languages. I couldn't even name 37 languages. Nor can I. (laughs) So that's awesome. Yeah, that is awesome. I would like to buy some books in another language, maybe French, because I can read a little French. Ooh, nice. I really just
1: want, like, different copies of, like, Harry Potter from different countries, because the covers are different. Yeah.
0: Oh, yeah, the covers are different. So. I think if I was going to buy a book that's in French, I would probably pick a French book mm-hmm. like Les Mis because it's the language you were, it was intended for you to consume it in. Yeah. So it just probably makes a lot more sense, but very then,
1: true. Yeah.
0: But it also, at the end of the day, I'm going to be translating it in my brain to English. So then it would be just like reading the English version, but <laughs> <yeah>. <laughs> you know, <Indeed>. whatever. Uh, <laughs> Yeah, fun fact. The first three books in the series have all appeared on banned book lists since 2019. And this one
1: was pretty mild. This one was pretty mild. Compared to Silver Flames.
0: Oh, yeah. That one is...
1: That one wouldn't have surprised me one
0: moment on the banned book list. Yeah. But this one... I mean, (laughs) yeah, this one's... This one's mild. There's one... Are we talking banned books for children Or just banned books in general? Well, I think the banned book lists are really specific to school libraries. Okay, now, a school library
1: and this, if it's a library where littles have access, Mm -hmm. I could see that. But then again, the librarian just needs to be like, no, no, you cannot check this out. (laughs)
0: Yeah, like high schoolers only or whatever. (laughs) Kind of like, uh,
1: this is a PG-13 book. This is a rated R book. You are not old enough. Yeah. Yeah. Try again later.
0: <laughs> yeah, I mean, I feel like as far as high school libraries, which these books are intended for high school. This specifically, I mean, originally was marketed as YA. Mm. Originally, yeah. I don't know about any of the others. Yeah, but this one was was YA. Yeah, uh, it is not considered YA anymore. I don't think.
1: Probably just as a,
0: whole,
1: as a whole, yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, because you can't just stop the first. One. I mean, you can, but who's gonna?
0: Right, exactly. So, as far as like a high school, I think when you get to high school, it's it's up to the parents. Like, yeah. if if a parent is okay with a high schooler. 15, 16, 17 year old reading this series, that's their decision. But you don't need to ban it from the library. Yeah. Because yeah. honestly, the more you ban it, the more they're going to want to read so it anyway. Very true. So very true. So, I mean, even have a parent sign for it if
1: you're that worried about it. but
0: sh- Yeah, sure. Know. Yeah. If you're, if someone is all up in arms, Put Just, them behind the desk. Yeah, have a permission slip required, and then everyone's happy. Middle right. ground. Right. You know? I, I would have read this in high school, and, well, I wouldn't have even asked my parents. But, <laughs> I mean, you, you would know. would have been
1: forging that signature.
0: Yeah. I mean, <laughs> they're exposed to all kinds of shit anyway. <laughs> You're, I mean, what? Well, who cares if they're reading a sex scene in a book? They're... They're experiencing that kind of content on TikTok.
1: Ugh, I don't even want to think about it so,
0: and <laughs> on TikTok. <laughs> you're not shielding them from anything, so I don't know. Fair point. I just, you know, I don't really, I don't think you should really ban books. It's just gonna, you know, I don't know. Right. Stephen King says, whatever books are banned are the ones that you should be looking to read kind of agree let people use their free
1: will and their own personal judgments
0: that's right if 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 it goes against your personal beliefs then don't read it right period sorry agreed people you see it all up in arms about harry potter back in the day and they were so wrong (laughs) yeah come on
1: uh, I tried to think of something witty and clever for the plot summary, and I just could not. And I failed you, and I'm very sorry. <laughs> <laughs> Did you see any of the one-line plot summaries? I, I know the one that you told me about, but I I, <laughs> I forgot to look up more. Because I didn't want to be influenced, but then I couldn't come up with anything of my own. Oh, I, yeah.
0: <laughs> I stopped trying to think of a one-line plot summary, but I think the best one-line plot summary... About this book was Beauty and the Beast, but the Beast's hot and Belle can't read. <laughs> that one really made me
1: laugh. They say it as if the Beast isn't hot in the cartoon. Yeah. When Excuse he, me.
0: <laughs> I disagree. <laughs> when he tur- especially, like, when he turns back into a prince. Mm-hmm. He's got, like, those blue eyes and mm-hmm. that blonde hair. Which neither one of us really gravitate towards the blondies no offense right. no offense but uh i mean he's still like beautiful he's striking he, very striking especially the way they have him turn around and just oh
1: like yeah. you know his eyeballs his are just eyes popping are, out of his yeah. head just and like, his like whoa. clothes are
0: all torn whoa whoa i mean come on the chemistry <laughs> <laughs> beauty and the beast was one of my favorites as a kid mine too I think my number one favorite was Jungle Book, but I think Beauty and the Beast was a close second. Yeah. It's cool. my mom's favorite. Aw, Jungle so. Book is one of Caleb's. So good. It's a good one. My mom said when I was young, that was for like a whole year, that was the only movie I would watch. Jungle <laughs> Book. <laughs> so she would like go to work singing The Bare Necessities. <laughs> uh, hey, it's still better than
1: a Wiggle song, and I will... For real, though. I will die on that hill.
0: <laughs> we never made her watch like... The kind of cartoons that parents have to deal with now. We, yeah. Well, we also didn't have, like, cable. Right. <laughs> so we watched Disney movies. We're
1: sorry to you parents out there.
0: Mm-hmm. And our
1: parents should be thankful all we had were Disney movies on repeat, that's,
0: okay? <laughs> that's right. And I also just watched TV with my mom. Like, every day I would get off the bus. My dad would get me off the bus from kindergarten, and mm-hmm. we would watch Baywatch and Walker, Texas Ranger. And my mom would never she would get home on whatever day 90210 came out. I just Mm -hmm. watched 90210 with her. Yeah. Like, (laughs) those were my three favorite shows. (laughs) (laughs) There you go. What a lineup. (laughs) Listen, I know. I don't know what that does to a child's psyche when you're five years old and you're watching 90210, but... Uh, I'm assuming
1: most of that's just going over your head.
0: Yeah, you're, you're just like you're just watching humans
1: interact. Yeah. If anything you're learning something.
0: Yeah. You're just like she's pretty. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah, you know, you're not you're not going to get an accurate plot summary. We're just going to we're just going to dive in characters and then major mm-hmm. plot points and you'll get the point from there. That's right. Should we go back and forth on the characters or
0: uh yeah. Okay.
1: Well, first up, we've got our main character, Thera. She is a resourceful young woman. Mm-hmm. She can hunt and take care of her family. Mm-hmm. The youngest of the Archeron siblings, she's, of which there are three.
0: Yeah. Is she 20? 19.
1: 19? I think okay. she's 19. Yeah. Pretty sure. Yeah. I don't know how old her sisters are, though. <laughs>
0: And do I care? No. <laughs> uh, next up, we have Nesta.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Nesta is the oldest. oldest. Mm-hmm. Nesta is the oldest of the Archeron sisters. She's cold. She's mean. And she holds a grudge against their father. Which is a grudge that I understand. Agreed. Uh, we, we'll touch on that more, but I do think that <laughs> this is... Not good. This is, we get Nesta at her best in this book.
1: Oh, gosh. I I remember thinking that, like, you know, the part, mm-hmm. the reunited part. Yep. Yeah. I was like, wow, I forgot how, like, good this moment is.
0: Yeah. How does it revert back so quickly? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I, I, like, made a note in here whenever I got to, it. was like, this is the best we ever get of Nesta. Oh, man.
1: We'll get there. We'll get there. Elaine is the middle Archeron sister. She likes to garden. She's the prettiest. She's apparently. the prettiest. She's sweet, but I wouldn't necessarily say that she is, she's not bad, but she's not good. She's
0: oblivious to her surroundings. Right. Which not great. In no. this
1: situation, mm-hmm. it reflects poorly on her.
0: Yeah. <laughs> we'll say that. Yeah. And then Mr. Archeron, mm-hmm. I, we don't ever get his first name. We I don't, don't think. I don't think. So. Not at least not in this book. They call him Father because he's their dad. Right. Um, he's got like a severe injury to one of his legs, so it makes it very hard for him to really do anything. Mm-hmm. So he. Does wood carvings. Yeah. He used to be a financier. Yeah, he was a merchant. They called him the Prince of Merchants. Oh, yeah. So they were well-to-do until they weren't. How far they fall. Oof.
1: And then uh, we've got our main fella, Tamlin. (laughs) If you could see Maddie's face. (laughs) This is, I mean, not really a spoiler, because we're going to get into it, but
0: Farah doesn't
1: learn it until a little bit later, but he is the High Lord of the Spring Court, Mm -hmm. and like I said, uh, Farah's main fella, Mm
0: -hmm.
1: the uh, other half of this love duo in this book.
0: Yeah, he's the beast. The beast. To her bell. Yeah. Moving along from Tamlin. (laughs) We've got Lucian. Or Lucian. I say Lucian, but that's how the audio book... I think the the audio book says Lucian, and I like Lucian. I like Lucian. Lucian feels a little, like, too... Feels weird, and it almost feels feels too
1: Lucifer.
0: Ooh, yeah. And he
1: is not like Lucifer.
0: No. Um, Lucian is a member of the Spring Court. He's another fae. Mm Mm-hmm. He's essentially Tamlin's, like, second-hand man. Yeah. I forgot what his title was. Was he an emissary? Yes. He's okay. his emissary. He's originally from the Autumn Court. Yes. But he's been taken in by the Supreme Court. hmm For reasons we will discuss later.
1: Correct. Correct. You will not learn them in this book, I don't think. Not really. Well, a little
0: bit. They... Yeah, they touch on it. They touch. They touch on it. You're yeah.
1: right. You're right. But I mean, there's more to there's it. There's more like. to it. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Anyway, uh, there's Alice. She is basically like the caretaker. Whoa, <laughs> the caretaker of the manner in which yeah. Tamlin, Lucian, and eventually Feyre live.
0: Yeah, I think it describes her as like Feyre's lady in waiting, but that feels like an incorrect description. I mean definitely. She, she does like she's I feel sort like of she's like more
1: a, of a lady of the house like she yeah. manages everything. She's yeah. obviously not Tamlin's like lady, but she is like the one who runs the household. Yeah,
0: she runs the household. So she's kind of like a maid. Yeah. But she's not a high fae. She's what they call a lesser fairy. Correct. Which I think is a silly term. I feel yeah. like
1: Yeah. Yeah.
0: Just Call them a fairy.
1: Right. Just you're a high fae or you're a fairy. You don't have to be a lesser fairy. Yeah. Ew. Get out of here with that. So
0: classist. Yeah. I don't like it. I hate it. <laughs> <laughs> uh, we have Andrus. He's kind of like, he's another high fae, and he's from the spring court. Right. He's the catalyst that like pops off the whole story. Yes. Basically. He is just kind of one of Tamlin's footmen, I guess. Right.
1: Or soldiers. Yes. If you will.
0: Yes, exactly.
1: Um, and then we have Amarantha. She is our big boss, bad mm-hmm. in the end of the book.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: But I don't want to tell you too much now. Yeah. But yeah, yeah. She she's
0: an overlooming presence. She is. Then we have Rhysand. The audiobook
1: <laughs> in the first two books says Rhysand.
0: Uh. I hated it. I don't, I'm not a fan. The first time I heard her say recent, I said, huh?
1: Recent, yes. Mm, I have a friend who um, did not like rye sand (laughs) or yeah, because it's re-sand is Mm -hmm. like, but there's recent and rye sand and she just was like, I don't, I don't like it. (laughs) It's like, I know It's weird. It's weird.
0: Yeah, I actually have never looked up resand as a name. Mm-hmm. I wonder what the etymology is of resand. I would mm-hmm. be interested to know. I looked up. I'm interested to know that too. I looked up amarantha for my own purposes, that we will talk about later. But
1: ooh, I can't wait to hear ooh. <laughs> the intrigue of it all.
0: Origins of sand is a gender-neutral name of Welsh origin. If you think baby is going to be a bundle of enthusiasm and joy, then a name like Sand could be exactly what you're looking for. Perfect. Weird.
1: When he's happy, he's quite exuberant and enthusiastic. Yeah. So. I wonder what it means.
0: Enthusiasm. That's what it means. Enthusiasm. It means enthusiasm. Huh. I would have not guessed that.
1: I don't know if she chooses names specifically for... To match who they are, or if she just picks names because she likes them, or maybe a mix. Yeah. Who knows? Sarah, let us know.
0: Yeah. Sarah, how are you picking these names? <laughs> I feel like picking a name like Resand is very intentional. I feel like, if just chosen
1: for the name, it does sound very otherworldly. It does. Like, I've never met or heard of another Resand. Yeah. So...
0: Any of our Welsh listeners, please tell us, like, how many... Are there a bunch of people out here in Wales just with the name Rhysand? Right. Are you a Rhysand? Let us know. It would know. be sick if somebody, like, sent us a DM or an email, like, hey, my name is Rhysand. And yeah. the last few years have been fucked and because you're of this book. <laughs> also pronouncing
1: it completely wrong. And it's really blah. <laughs> yeah.
0: Because <laughs> I think, like, Welsh pronunciations are significantly different than English... Oh pronunciation I'm sure. <laughs> so we could be saying it wrong
1: i'm certain that we yeah. <laughs>
0: are <laughs> I'm, I'm
1: certain that um, we are
0: well reese reese and with reese. all these that's the best we can do with the information we right. have. we're just gonna call you reese so um right. he is the high lord of the night court yeah that's all we're gonna say about that
1: and we find that out later in the book but we do it, it won't hurt you knowing it now he's yeah. a high fae okay? yeah
0: he's a high fae so
1: then we have Isaac Hale. He is a, uh, a young man that lives in the same area as Miss Farah.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: They're slightly romantic, but. Yeah. That's really all you need to know about Isaac Hale. <laughs>
0: that's, that's all you're told about Isaac yep. Hale. <laughs> uh, and lastly is Thomas Mandray. Uh, now, this person is not someone we actually really meet on page generally. Mm. Yeah. I think he pops up once, but it, it's He's not mostly really talked about, but mostly I talked think there about. is a scene of him with other people. Yes. But it's very brief, it's very fleeting. But he is it brought in essentially a rumored love interest for Nesta. Yeah. And he's not a great guy, no. essentially. So, From the sounds of it, no. So is kind of like, maybe don't. Yeah. But. Yeah. So, those are all of our
1: people. Right. And then we have some cool creatures. I will say, Sarah is great at writing some creepy sounding creatures. Yeah. So, pretty yeah. excited. Uh, we have the Surreal. It is a creature that uh, if you capture it, it will tell you things.
0: Like answer your questions. Yeah. I think it has to be honest. Yeah, it's... Yeah. Um, But, yeah, it... But it may speak in riddles. Right. That's the caveat. It has to tell you the truth, but it doesn't have to be
1: clear. The whole truth. Yeah.
0: (laughs) Yeah. It can answer you in sort of like a mysterious sort of way. Right. And then we have... uh, There are two different pronunciations of this one, too. Oh, really? I think in the first... They call it the bog. Mm-hmm. And then in the second, they call it the boggy. Oh, okay. I think I like the bog better. I agree. The boggy makes it sound like it's from the Wiggles. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I don't... The, three of these creatures get all, like, mashed together. In your brain. In my brain. Yeah. This is a creature that Feyre encounters while at the spring court. It's, like, bad...
1: This is the one I believe that she could not look at. It, like, tries to entice you to look at it, but if you do so, then you're basically surrendering your life to it. Right. And it can kill you. Okay. Um, Which, that one was especially creepy
0: to me. It's, like, yeah. kind of whispering in her ear. And yeah. Woo-hoo. Like, it, it's only real if you acknowledge it. Kind of, yeah. 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 That's interesting. That's an interesting creature to make. Yeah.
1: But yeah, so that's the bog. And then we have the naga, which they just seem like a wild, sort of angry, beastly creature that's like, hey, food, I eat you.
0: (laughs) Yeah. You know? Yeah. And then we have the puka, which is another creature. That's the one that can shapeshift, I believe.
1: Ooh, we got a shapeshifter on our hands. Or at least if if it's not shape shifting, oh, it can then it's appear B- to you. Yes, it's
0: okay. It's That's
1: okay. how it lures its victims. Yes, can you tell I was very interested in these
0: creatures? Yeah, and I was like, okay, creature, creature, creature. Right, cool. On to the next. <laughs> right
1: now, the adder, I will say, like, just seems like a creepy little like side guy mm-hmm. sort of Jafar esque. Right type creature, but mm-hmm. I couldn't tell you what it looks like. I just know the vibe that I get from it.
0: Um, <laughs> the, yeah. ator. the ator. The Um The one thing about the adder that, sta- that stands out to me, aside from the surreal, is the one that seems to have actual sentience. Mm-hmm. Whereas, like, the bog, the naga, and the puka are much more, like, animalistic more driven by yes needing you yeah need driven (laughs) yes that's a good way to put it the adder is a lot more has more of a human consciousness it's very calculating yeah exactly so it feels a lot more threatening Mm -hmm. because it's a lot more calculating right and speaking
1: of beastly creatures the mittengard worm is very just yeah kind of mindless big blind creature yeah. A worm. Yeah. Basically, think Ooh. of the big old thing from the Tremors movies,
0: and that's yeah. what I imagine. Yeah, that's kind of what I imagine, too. So. Tremors. That's what you get. Okay. So now we're going to do our plot points. We're doing these a little different than we typically do. We're doing bare bones plot points yeah, to amplify our discussion. Yeah,
1: because we're 42 minutes in our. I know. (laughs) We're trying not to do, you know, five parts to every book. Yeah. So we're going to try and be concise on the points, but still give enough uh,
0: room for our thoughts. That's right. So let's give it a go. So starting out, we're in the woods. Feyre is out here hunting. She, the the Archerons are poor and it's like coming on winter. So she's, the pressure's on because she's got to feed them. Mm -hmm. She is the sole source of sustenance for her family. So she's hunting, she's freezing, it's almost dark, she's gotta get home, but she hasn't killed anything. And then she sees this deer and she's like, that's it. That could feed my family for weeks. Yep. And then a big ass wolf also comes into the picture and she's just like, what the fuck? <laughs> so the the wolf is like extra big And also moves silently, so she's questioning, is this a wolf or is this actually a fairy? So she gets out her ash arrow, and ash is supposed to be, like, deadly for fairies. And she shoots the wolf. Kills the wolf, kills the deer. Bing, bang, boom. Bing, bang, boom. Wolf's too big, so she skins it to sell the pelt.
1: It's quite a shame, because, you know, if you're starving, I'm sure it's painful to leave
0: that meat behind. I know. Uh, but she gets a she gets the full deer. She's just one person. She's little. She can't carry both. So
1: talking about how gangly and and bony and thin she is. I she mean, can
0: carry a full ass deer.
1: She must be all thin muscle. Yeah, you know? yeah. That's all that she's got is muscle.
0: <laughs> yeah. So she packs the deer out, packs the pelt out. Boom! Success. Hooray! Hooray! We've got food. We've got food mm-hmm. and money. She can sell that pelt for some coin.
1: Absolutely.
0: Yep, that's that's our opening scene. We get back to the uh, the cabin. Elaine and Nesta are like, "How long's it going to take you to clean it?" Yeah. <laughs> Bitch, why don't you clean this thing?
1: Right. Also, there's no firewood.
0: No firewood. They've been sitting or on their asses all day.
1: Little firewood. It's like, "Can you please help?" No. No. Super good vibe from these people mm-hmm. right here because mm-hmm. as we said fair is the youngest of the three daughters and she's the one who she manages the money she goes hunting she does everything yeah she's tired she's fed up she's, she's like, covered in blood yeah
0: <laughs> <laughs> she's gross they tell her how dirty she is and that she right. stinks
1: see okay so this feels very cinderella to me oh yeah for she's sure. doing all the dirty work she's being told how stinky she is you know like you know Why don't you sleep with the pigs, Cinder? if you insist on smelling like one? You know, that kind of air of attitude. It's like, ugh. So, yeah, this is very Cinderella to me.
0: I think Nesta also does make a comment about, like, Farrah's way about her. Like, that Farrah's kind of, like, a savage, kind Mm -hmm. of, because she's not super refined. Right. And I'm like, bitch, this... Pharaoh just got you food. She could have let you starve yep. if she left because she was sick of your shit. You would die of starvation.
1: Yep. Have fun. <laughs> what on earth? And because the older girls did get a little bit of not schooling because they didn't have a governess, but they did have some refinement taught to them by their mother. Right. But their mother passed away when Pharaoh was still. They were all young, but I mean, you know, Pharaoh was like. The youngest, youngest, and she didn't get taught anything that the other two did. Yeah. But she was uh, burned upon to take care of all of them. hmm Great. And yeah, Dad doesn't do anything because his leg got ruined. He made some bad investments.
0: His Creditors. Leg, yeah,
1: creditors came, beat the tar out of his leg. Pharaoh, of course, was the only one that begged for them to stop. The other two just hid. Scampered off. So, yeah. Dad can't do much but sell wood carving. So, yeah, Farah has to do everything. Yep. And so she takes care of business and gets the the food all, you know, started and whatnot. Yep. She gets it prepped. Yep. But leave all that to say, next day she's getting ready to go, like, sell the pelts and stuff. And her sisters are just, like, waiting in the wings, just waiting for that cash to hit her hand. Yeah. They're already spending it. Like, they want new boots. They want this. They want that, you know. And uh, Farrah's, like, boots are falling apart. And Nessa's are probably just...
0: Perfectly fine.
1: Probably maybe a little dented. I
0: don't yeah. know. Yeah. <laughs> just certainly wearable. Right. Yeah.
1: But luckily Farrah finds a very generous bounty hunter who's, mm-hmm. who ends up giving her probably more than the... Felt worth, mm-hmm. but so I yeah. like her. I, I would have liked to like see her pop up. I somewhere. agree. I agree. But she seemed like a cool character. Yeah. But yeah, so they've got the deer. They've got a little bit of money, so that's that's gonna land them for a couple weeks and, yeah. and such. But right. there's a whole lot more that goes on and that we could discuss, but it's not not super pertinent, right? Other than the family dynamics, which yeah, basically Nestus just again cold and harsh. Elaine is not cold and harsh but she also doesn't step up and help to do anything. Mm-hmm. She's she's basically like the meek sweet one but she has just as much guilt on her as Nesta does because oh, yeah. she, she doesn't speak up help do anything. Yeah. Like that's great that she's nice and stuff but yeah. you're being neglectful. Like I, I made a note that Nessa is willfully cruel and unhelpful and then Elaine just Refuses to accept their circumstances and she's just ignorant of things mm-hmm. and of the suffering going on around her. Mm-hmm. And I mean, especially when it's her sister, it's not like it's off in a far off land. She's ignoring suffering. It's like mm-hmm. right in front of her face. Yeah. And she
0: couldn't be burdened to care. Yeah. I think and, she, she's um, involuntarily negligent. hmm. Really? Yeah. And I think the line, cause this is written in first person point of view from Feyre's point of view. So we get, like, a thought from Farah, of, like, for Elaine, like, it never even occurs to Elaine that she could do something to help. Right. Like, it's not that she doesn't want to, it's that she simply didn't even consider that it was an option. And that blows my mind. Yeah. So it's, like, that complete and utter ignorance of what's going on around you. Yeah. And
1: then, of course, the dad, his... Pride and shame just kind of keeps him from, and his injured leg keep him from really being able to do much. Right. Right. Also, I mean, yeah, obviously he's injured and unable to, but I just, I feel like he could do something, be more of an authoritative figure in the household and maybe tell the other two to get up off their rumps. Mm -hmm. But I know he feels guilty for their circumstances, but Mm -hmm. yeah, so...
0: He's retreated into his own shame and. Right. Just letting it. There, there is him. a part of
1: my heart that holds grace for all three of these characters, but it's a very, you know, little corner. The rest of it is just enraged for
0: Vera. <laughs> I know because uh, on one hand, I understand like nest, her, Nest's whole thing is that she's punishing their dad. Right. Because she, you know, she wanted to see how long he would let them go until it, he, would, he step would step up. up. Mm-hmm. And instead, Farrah stepped up. Right. Because Nesta seemingly is just fully content to let all four of them starve and die. Because in of spite. her pride. Yeah, in in because of her spite. So, on one hand, I understand that rage. Right. Complete and utter, uh, yes. like, rage against someone who absolutely refuses to help themselves or help his children. Right.
1: Like, you're the dad. Right. But don't hate Pharaoh just because she's doing what you won't. Not what she, she says because Pharaoh does what she can't, Mm -hmm. but it's, she does what Pharaoh, or Pharaoh does what Nesta won't. Right. I think. She's bullheaded enough, she could have figured out how to do all these things. Oh,
0: she's 100% capable. She's incredibly intelligent. Mm Mm-hmm. I, it's never, okay. Nessa's rage is never, her rage, her coldness, her sharpness with other people, I, it was never off-putting to me. Never. Mm-hmm. I, I mean, I like a snappy character. Yeah. It's the way that she treats Farah mm-hmm. that I simply cannot get behind. Right. Never. Right. No one will ever be able to change my mind. Nope. If she wants to treat anyone else, like, I get it. It's a protective mechanism for herself. I understand. Mm-hmm. But Feyre is the only reason Nesta's alive. Uh-huh. Literally <laughs> the only reason. And has right. never done anything to Nesta right. to make her treat her that way. Correct. If Farah had mistreated her or whatever... Yeah. Fine. So, next, we have uh,
1: eaten... Our dinner. Mm, full bellies. Mm, finally, for for once in probably a few days. Yeah. And then in busts a golden beast into their cottage. Mm. He demands to know who killed the wolf. Because, unfortunately, that wolf was indeed a fae.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Oops. E- yeah. You know? And uh, Feyre, of course, like to protect her family, is like, oops. Oh, uh, I mean, it was me.
0: It was me. You
1: caught me. The whole time, I'm like, at least stand up for yourself a little bit. Say, oh, I thought it was a wolf. Hey, it, the, I thought the wolf was going to eat the deer, which is food I needed to keep my family fed. Mm-hmm. Nope. She just, she's like, Yep, yeah, it was me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And uh, there is a treaty that states a life for life. Um, so... We kind of learned throughout that humans and fays are kept separate mm-hmm. right now they used to kind of commingle as it were but when they were commingling a lot of the high fae kept humans as slaves and there was an uprising and there was the end to the war was a treaty which basically stated that they had to be separated mm-hmm. so they took the lands in the north and and whatnot, and then the humans took the south. Yeah. So they've stayed separate, but so there are rules to the treaty, and unfortunately, there is a rule that states a life for a life. So, fortunately for Farah, though there are options. Yeah. Due to Tamlin's benevolence, I suppose. Yeah. <laughs> uh, either he can kill her. Or he can take her to Prithian, which is what the lands are called, and she can just live out her days there. Yeah. Which, I mean, are you going to cho- choose to be, you know, killed outside or taken to a fairyland? Yeah. Where I, I, I don't even think he, he doesn't make her think that she's going to be a slave or, or tortured or anything like mm-hmm. that. It's just like you're going to live out your life Yeah. in Prithian.
0: I think she, she herself, though, kind of thinks that she's going to, be like kind of like a slave or a right. servant
1: but that's against the treaty as well it is so <laughs> yeah yeah But so. yeah so she chooses to not be killed and she goes with him but uh, of course she feels guilty about that because she's like my family's gonna die without me right
0: but yeah, yeah. and i don't know i don't remember which part we actually get her like monologue her inner monologue about making the deathbed promise to her mother Mm -hmm. um but she essentially like when her mom was dying of like typhus or something Mm -hmm. uh she like promises to take care of her sisters and her dad her mom makes her promise yeah her mom makes her promise this and i'm like but why why not your oldest daughter why not your husband yeah because this is before he's injured yeah because i guess she knew what Little worms, they were. I guess. I'm being I, mean and I'm sorry. Eh, it's fine. I'm just, <laughs> I was just really confused by that. Like, why? I don't know. Because she was a young child. Yeah. I think she was like six. Because the
1: other three were refined and pharaoh wasn't. So she was like, hey, in this harsh world, this is the one that's going to get it done. Like, I don't know. I don't but know. she was cold hearted as well, it seems. Yeah. A bit. So. Again, it's kind of a Cinderella y thing to me. Mm-hmm. It's just I, sort yeah. of like, eh.
0: You, you, you'll you're, do. <laughs> you can take care of them, I Yeah. You?
1: yeah. So that kind of sucks. Yeah. So we go to Prithian.
0: We're on our way to the Fairylands. And what separates the Fae Lands from the Mortal Lands is a magical wall. It's they like call, an invisible.
1: I was going to say, they call it a wall, but it's invisible. So it's really like an invisible barrier. Yeah. A wall is in my mind i agree i still imagined a physical wall even though they're like oh it's actually invisible i'm Mm -hmm. like what What?" come on okay
0: (laughs) yeah so it's like an invisible magical shield between them yeah so she and tamlin the beast we don't know his name yet yeah but but, it
1: takes us a little while to learn it but uh, essentially we later Mm -hmm. learn that... Oh, oh, his name's Tamlin.
0: Yeah. And he's a
1: shape-shifting
0: fae. Yeah. So he takes her back to his manor. Mm -hmm. The giant mansion in the spring court. Mm -hmm. They meet Lucian and Alice.
1: And he reassures her that her family is not gonna starve. Like, he notices right away, like, hey, I know taking you. Like, clearly you're the... uh,
0: You're the breadwinner here. Right.
1: So that would be violating the treaty to let them die by taking you for that's more than a life for a life you know that right. would be sacrificing their lives as well so he promises to
0: to take care of to them. take care of them <laughs> mm-hmm.
1: yeah which, which is nice i guess
0: yeah how thoughtful
1: <laughs> <laughs> i don't mean i guess it yeah. is nice it's just they didn't have to
0: struggle at all yeah they really didn't they didn't. I just wanted them to be humbled just to get, just like, a, a little taste bit. of just, what it would be like. Just a,
1: I just needed a taste. Yeah.
0: <laughs> just no. at least leave them for, like, two days. They're not. Right. Pharaoh has left them enough meat. Right. For m- at least two weeks. Let them figure out some shit in those two weeks. Right. But no. <laughs> they're not going to starve to death.
1: No. You just make sure they're cared for. Thank you, Tamlin. Ugh. Uh,
0: <laughs> So uh Fair at this point when we're at the manor Fair notices that all the fairies in the spring court have masks on. Yeah. And at first she thinks she, I actually don't know what she thinks at first. She's like trying she's going through a myriad of thoughts about yeah. these masks, mm-hmm. but they eventually tell her that there's a blight on the land. Yeah. And it kind of like leeches the powers from the high lords and uh, the fae as well, and right? I th- I yeah, I or think just the high lords. I don't, I don't really know.
1: I feel like it's just kind of leeching power from it's, everyone. Yeah. Everyone and everything is kind of left weakened.
0: Yeah, and it also is why all of the spring court has masks permanently attached to their faces. Right.
1: It's not so. all fae; it's just the spring court. Just the spring court. But uh, And then we're constantly in Fair's mind. She's, like, hoping and planning to escape. Yeah. Which I understand you've just been, like, taken away from everything you've known um, and your family who needs you. But you've been reassured that they're going to be taken care of. And also, this is the deal. Yeah. Unfortunately, you killed a fairy. A life for a life. Like... There's no loophole getting out of this. If anything, yeah. the, it's a loophole that you're okay. even alive living in Perithian. Mm-hmm. So just, I get you want to go home, but, like, why don't we just, like, ride this wave for a few minutes before we're thinking annoying nonsense for 20 pages
0: it's a really long time where she's continually trying to figure out a way to escape
1: or like oh maybe i can talk this person into talking to tamlin maybe i can talk this into this and it's like Mm -hmm. this is the loophole yeah you are alive oh Mm -hmm. and guess what you're away from these people that treat you like dog turd yeah Perhaps just, again, ride the wave, assess the situation, keep it in the back of your noggin, Mm -hmm. fine. Sure. But if I hear you say one more time that you're planning to escape, when you know if you escape, then you die and your family probably dies, like, just shut up and take a chill
0: pill. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Yeah, for some reason that really irritated
0: me, and I was just like, "Shut up!" about I know it. <laughs> it got tiresome. Like it was tiresome. Maybe one or two, yeah, mentions yeah. would have been, you know, normal. Like, okay, yeah, she doesn't. She doesn't want to be there. This right. is foreign to her. And humans are raised like, re, like f- hating fairies. So yes. there's also that to consider as well. Like. She's grown up thinking that fairies basically just want to eat humans, like right, or trick them, or trap, trap them, them, trap them, make them their slaves. Like, okay, there's that as well, but mention it a couple times, right, and leave it at that. Like I said, pack it to the back of your brain. Right. We
1: know that you're thinking about it. We know you're assessing. Yeah. But let's exactly. just
0: wait and see what happens. Let's just yeah, ride this wave. For a second. Right. Because like I said, because you know if you run, y'all dead.
1: Yeah, they're going to catch you. For sure. Without breaking a sweat. No. Yeah. Calm it down. For sure. But in her, like, thoughts of trying to escape, Lucian, who she actually has some, like, decent banter with, and, you know, he's not super fond of her as a human either. Yeah. Yeah. Because he was, like,
0: good... It was Andrus. Andrus is the fae who was the wolf. Yes.
1: So, of course, Lucian is
0: upset that she killed his friend. Exactly.
1: And they're certain that she did it with hate in her heart. Right. Because they were like, because you did do it with an ash arrow. So, even if you didn't know for sure it was a wolf, you thought it might be. Yeah. And you did it anyway. Exactly. Which is true.
0: Which is true. And
1: she has fear and dislike, like you said, Mm -hmm. for fairies. Mm -hmm. Um. But this is where we are. We're hanging, we have to live in this house together now. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Exactly.
1: I mean, and even Tamlin was like, you don't have to stay here. You could go live anywhere in Prithian. You just have to stay in Prithian per the rules of yeah. this treaty.
0: Yeah.
1: But it's stay in the slavish house with me and I'm taking care of your family or like go out into the wilds, but a beast is going to eat you.
0: <laughs> right. Yeah.
1: But in her musings of trying to escape, she thinks if she like cozy's up to, to Lucian, he's going to, Helper or help her or whatever, yeah. But he does so in a way to help her. He's like, well, you could capture Suriel and and ask it if it has some sort mm-hmm. of loophole for you. Mm-hmm. So her being a good hunter, you know, I this is believable to me that she was able to with the information he gave her capture Suriel. Yeah.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And this is really when she learns that Tamlin is the high, the lord. high lord, yeah. Because of course he keeps that from her, yeah. But um, the biggest main thing that we learn, we learn about a little bit more about like Highburn or the king of Highburn. That's, you know, part of the phase. Mm -hmm. And, you know, he's kind of on an island. So he's not north or south. He's like off somewhere else. Yeah. Um, I think the blight is mentioned, but not really. Right. Explained. But the main thing that really sticks with Feyre is the uh, is the statement to stay with the High Lord and all will be right, or right. you will be and, yeah. safe, yeah. you know, basically stay with the High Lord. So that really quells her restlessness. It's just yeah. like, well, I mean, okay. Mm-hmm. This thing said, this is what I should do. Maybe, what I gotta maybe, do. maybe, maybe. Yeah. And then after that, that's when, you know, she starts to kind of lower her walls a little bit and bond mm-hmm. with Alice and Lucian and... Yep. Uh, Tamlin, and not really, but they're both kind of... Stiff towards each other. Yeah.
0: But. Yeah. And she, yeah. So after her little chat with the Surreal is, I feel like my hair is like so wild right now. I'm so sorry. <laughs> no, it's good. Uh, she like relaxes into kind of like a routine. and Accepting starts her fate accepting, a little bit. Yeah. And starting to maybe appreciate her surroundings a little more. Yeah. Because Prithian is like very... Gorgeous, picturesque. It's a magical land, literally. Literally. So, of course, it's beautiful. Mm-hmm. And then we start getting inundated to the gills mm-hmm. with her her painting hobby.
1: Yes. Yeah. Well, we have a we have a couple, and I feel like the run-ins with the beasts are all kind of like in one section as well. Yeah. So we get a little bit of danger, but then yeah, then we get a nice long section of. Her appreciating things and thinking about paint because in the beginning of the book we learned too that she likes to paint and if right. she had the all the money in the world or whatever, just all she wants is a simple life. Yeah. She wants her sisters to get married off so she can just take care of her and her dad and she can have enough money to paint. Yeah. This is this girl's wish for life.
0: <laughs> the bar it's, is not high.
1: No. So, yeah, in this place that's gorgeous, you know, mm-hmm. that she kind of starts to think of,
0: oh, I guess, what what might I want to do? Right. And so, like, she asks, like, she asks Tamlin to get her some paints, and he does, and whatever. And mm-hmm. they, she sees the gallery and the manor, and it's all, like, fine and good, right? It Real people have hobbies, mm-hmm. and so a character having a hobby makes complete sense, because mm-hmm. you... Your characters have to be people. Right. But the way that it was written, (laughs) oh, my God. Like, this is a hobby should be there to, like, round out the character's personality. Like, oh, she's a painter. Oh, whatever, you know? consume every single thought. It becomes her entire personality. Yes. Like, literally, that is... That is it. Like, every time she sees something new, oh, it's, oh, I want to paint that. Oh, how would I paint that? Oh, I could never paint that. Oh, <laughs> I, how could I render that? I yeah. heard the word render, like, six times, and uh. I was like, thesaurus, my God. <laughs> like, any other word, we do not need render. check it yeah. off the list. Right. It just became, uh, all, that's all I was noticing in this section. I'm just like...
1: Just to make a side note, another thing that I feel like a phrase that was used more than it needed to be was watery bowels. My bowels turned watery. (laughs) I was like, dear God, I understand that you're scared, but holy crap, can we come up with another? I mean, the first time I was like, oh yeah, I can, I totally 100% can imagine and feel that feeling like, yes, I get it. By the third or fourth time, I was like, "If I
0: hear about your watery bowels, (laughs) listen, this is a health issue." I'm going to come unglued. (laughs) See a doctor. (laughs) That's IBS, right? Right.
1: (laughs) But I'm sorry, I just had to comment on that. But yes, the painting—like every new person, every thing she sees—it's just like. You know, someone is, you know, here in a moment, and I'll let you talk about this too, it's like, in a moment, it's like someone is dying in front of you, and you were thinking about the texture of their skin and how you would paint it or never be able to paint it. Yeah. I'm gonna slap you. Yeah. And that's... Your sweet, warm heart, you you do great in this scene, but like, at that moment, I was like, shut your dumb brain up if I yeah. hear about you painting
0: this person. <laughs> it's... God! <sighs> It's so frustrating. It feels, whenever you just make something so repetitive, it loses, like, its umph mm-hmm. Because at this point, it's been said so many times that we're not taking it seriously now. Like, <laughs> yeah. real, like, true creatives do not go through life constantly thinking, like, everything around them is fodder for the creative mill that is not how people move through life you mean you don't look at everything and go i could write about that how would i write about
1: that i could never (laughs) write about that the way that it truly
0: is (laughs) no like i think about writing when i'm like alone and quiet and i'm not being sensory overload with daily life And I'm not thinking about people I've seen or things I've encountered in the day when I'm thinking about writing. I'm thinking about the story I'm writing. Like it has nothing to do with anything I've seen all day. Right.
1: I I could understand a fleeting thought of like you see like especially like a sunset or a flower like
0: ooh. Yes. I,
1: I definitely want to remember that color. Or, yes. yeah, I want to try and paint something like this later. But not in the situations where she's doing it. Like, yeah. meeting someone for the first time, being like, oh, their eyes. I yeah. could never, I, I could, I wish I could paint something half as lovely. It's just like, shut up.
0: <laughs> and you can always, like, if you want her to be noticing very, like, specific details, like, color, texture, mm-hmm. you do not have to follow that with how could I paint that? Or I could see the painting come together. Yeah. You can just simply have her notice it. Yeah. Like you've already told us she's a painter. We're going to remember that. You have to have faith in your reader that you can tell them a detail and they will carry it through. (laughs) So it's almost insulting to the reader that you feel the need to repeat yourself. Mm -hmm. Like we, we get it. So just move through the story and have her see like, Oh, the colors in Prithian are so vibrant. Right. That's all we need to know. We know right. she's seeing it with or an even artist's just mind, like, you know.
1: Uh, you know, I I I would love to use, I don't know. Like, yeah, you know, I'd love to use a palette of colors like this.
0: Yeah, you you just
1: you don't have to say I want to know how to paint that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah.
0: You you just don't but Yeah, need just to, say,
1: "Oh, that's lovely. Oh, that's beautiful." It's,
0: yeah, like the green is so rich or yes yes, yes. That's, that's it yeah because we know she's a painter so we right. know she's seeing it through an artist's eyes and right. when she we know that that's, that's a
1: texture i've never seen before
0: yeah you don't we don't leave n- it there yeah we don't need the rest of the sentence to no. be the canvas no nope. the painting like, nope. you don't need it no nope. you just let us fill in those gaps yeah
1: there were there were there were some things that were a little heavy-handed and that was one of them
0: (laughs) it was yeah I couldn't uh I'm I'm surprised I finished reading the book the first time (laughs) when I was re-listening to it I was like ooh, I can't believe I did not stop reading after this because this is too much right Mm -hmm. (laughs) that's Mm -hmm. probably honestly one of my biggest criticisms of of this book really Yeah. yeah is that
1: bit oh my god there were there were bits in the beginning yeah that it was just like there were some repetitive things it was like Mm -hmm. okay i get it yeah
0: and the first book in a series is never the strongest yeah it shouldn't be (laughs) (laughs) you want to end strong but you want to start strong too yes oh you want to start strong and end stronger yes but
1: agreed which thankfully fairy's character gets better over the series but
0: yeah i i would have liked to not be as annoyed by her sometimes (laughs) i'm wondering if it's the the pov i'm wondering if she would be less frustrating if this was written third person you you mean we didn't know her every single thought yeah i (laughs) i feel like sometimes it just doesn't work to be first person yeah and honestly i'm gonna go with all high fantasy i feel like You are limiting what you can write Mm -hmm. whenever it's first person and with a high fantasy, you need it to be so much bigger. Yeah, I can see that. I can see that. So I also think that the first person point of which switches in Silver Flames that is multi POV and third person, which is telling. I forgot about that. Yeah, because Crescent City is third person, Mm -hmm. and Throne of Glass is third person weird so you you can you could do more you yeah. can be in more places yeah true gives you a lot more creative leverage true
1: which not to say that stories from first person are bad but then you need to make we all have repetitive thoughts but
0: yeah you're also writing high fantasy i
1: don't right. want to read that i don't want my thoughts i don't want to read the same thought 20 times yeah let me let me benchmark yeah. it in my brain and move on.
0: <laughs> I get annoyed with myself
1: for thinking the same thoughts multiple times. Ditto. I don't need my fictional character to be exactly <laughs> as annoying as I am. Okay. <laughs> yeah.
0: Maybe that's why it bothers me. <laughs> I annoy myself. I right. don't need books to do it for me. Yes. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. Oh, oh my. Yeah. We were coming right up to this to the to the fairy right right That's i didn't I realize that was like
1: next right it's right here but i feel like you'd rather talk about cal and my so do you want me to talk about this fairy oh yeah really sure. quick yeah, yeah. <laughs> so basically yeah um tamlin comes in carrying this poor fairy that um other than it had like blue skin that was kind of like textured and and stuff. I don't really know what kind of fairy it is, but right. this poor this poor creature had its wings ripped off, and it is just crying and begging. It's like my wings. It stole my wings. Like, oh, my heart was just in tatters.
0: Like, it was a really heart wrenching scene. Yes,
1: yeah, so so sad. And this is when we kind of get to see a bit of Tamlin's softness, mm-hmm. and also when we see. Pharah really see fairies as you know actually like beings beings and and see their their vulnerability mm-hmm. and see that they feel pain and and she kind of softens towards them not to say that she's hated Lucian and Tamlin this whole time but I do think that she sees them more mm-hmm. if if that doesn't just sound stupid and simple I just I just feel like yeah. she her heart softens towards them but yeah we see I think- Oh go ahead. Sorry. Yeah.
0: She starts to see them less as dangerous. Yeah. Like bloodthirsty.
1: Yeah, and more just on the same level as humans. Like oh right. they're vulnerable. They have feelings and feel pain mm-hmm. and and things like that too. But um but uh, like I said we see Tamlin's kind heart a bit more. You know, he's very sympathetic to this fairy and wants to help this fairy, but unfortunately the bleeding is too great. Like we get to the point where it's like sopping on the floor mm-hmm. and they're, you know, oh, what a scene. Yeah. But it's very, very sweet um and touching that like Farah is like basically oh, staying with the fairy. Like she could have left. She could have mm-hmm. left the room, but she yeah. wanted to stay with the fairy. Yeah. And um She kind of lies a little bit. She tells him it's going to be okay. You know, you'll get your wings back. But I I feel she's meaning more in like the afterlife sort of sense. Uh, Yeah, I agree. And Tamlin kind of does this prayer Prayer. in a way, you know, to kind of ease the fairy into death in in a sense or into peacefulness. Mm -hmm. uh, You know, because there was nothing that they could do because of the blight. His powers were weakened and this fairy was just too far beyond yeah. His help, but I like that Farah said, you know, I, because I, later they're like, why did you stay? And she was like, well, I, I wouldn't have wanted to die alone. Yeah. So I, I, I didn't want him to die alone. Yeah, I think that's a... She saw them as equals mm-hmm. in that moment and yeah. saw suffering and I think it really... I know. I thought, I thought it was a good moment for her as a character. I agree. Not that uh, she was cruel or harsh necessarily. She was hardened towards fairies. But I yeah. never would have said that she, this was a pivotal like, oh, if she didn't have this. She'd be a completely different character. But I do think that right. it, it was still an important scene.
0: Yeah, I agree. I also would have liked to see a little bit more of that aspect of her character not that i wanted like a ton of broken fairies coming that she has comfort that would be also like repetitive but other ways that she could be this comforting force right
1: i do i do think you know i won't say any spoilers but i do feel like we get that in the next book or later books Mm -hmm. we get more opportunity for her to kind of have those moments yeah yeah but i could see where you would have wanted that in this book as well
0: yeah, yeah,
1: like other ways would have made, to show. Yeah, because it would have made what she has to do later even that much more painful. Yes, that's so, true.
0: So I totally see that. Yeah. Um, so next we get to a celebration that the Supreme Court does called Kalanmai, or Fire Night. So this is like a ritual situation. Mm-hmm. It's, it's a magical ritual. It's a magical ritual to like generate magic for like the the coming year yeah the yeah the entire like spring core or whatever Mm -hmm. and they tell like lucian and taylor are like stay in your room like literally
1: stay in your room stay
0: put because they don't tell her like what the celebration is or what happens right which i think would have been useful if i feel like if they would have sat her down and been like listen this is what happens at this is what this situation is for this is what this ritual does that's what this party's about This what is what this party's about (laughs) and you can't come out because (laughs) you could be uh, you know yeah i feel like if that could happen (laughs) if they would have just like leveled with her yeah she would have been like got it i'm gonna stay in my room right but no we do the
1: enticing thing of no you can't you can't come out right just don't. Just because don't. Because I
0: said so. Just don't. Shut up. I'm I'm coming to investigate. Here I exactly. come. <laughs> exactly. It's like the banned books all over again. Yeah. You're just going to make her sneak out and want to come. Thank you for Literally. laying a
1: mystery before me. Now I know what I'm going to do with my night. You just heightened
0: the intrigue. <laughs> you fools. I'm just like mapping out my my route to the party now. Right. Like.
1: <laughs> okay. So wait till I hear your footsteps leave. Wait 10 more minutes. And then. Be on my way.
0: Yeah. <laughs> okay. Come, come on. I know. So predictably, of course. Predictably. <laughs> they leave. They start the celebration and she's like, yep, yeah, sneaking out. I'm bored. <laughs> bored. So she sneaks up to the party. These three fairies that are lesser fairies, quote unquote. Mm-hmm. Um, these ones I think we could just call lesser fairies. Mm-hmm. They're yeah, they like, deserve the term
1: because they're they're just...
0: They're they're bad-intentioned. 100%. For sure. And they're, like... She notices they're trying to, like, corral her, like, into the woods. Yeah. And they're, like, kind of
1: surrounding her. Yeah. It's, it's... I mean, it's 100... It's bad news bears. It's the situation. Alarm bells. Yeah.
0: She knows. She's like, okay, yeah, this is a bad situation. Yep. And she's trying to figure out, like, how, how am I going to get myself out of this situation? Mm-hmm. And then we hear... There you are. I've been looking for you. Magical words. Aha! Uh-huh. Um, so this is... We get a dark, mysterious hyphae. Violet eyes. No mask. Raven hair. The most beautiful man she has ever seen in her life. Let me just fan myself. <laughs> because uh, I know she was. <laughs> yeah. So... He, basically, he's a, he's this high fae, he's very, like, it says, like, he moves with, like, a fluid feline grace. Uh-huh, yeah. So I feel like he just, like, kind of, like, glides, like, it's a dance. He, and, like, he's compared to Shadow a lot, like, so yeah. I
1: just feel like he
0: moves, like, smoke. Yeah. You know. So he kind of, like, swoops in. These guys gets, run off, yeah, like, they, without a th- Second
1: thought. They seem, Without a first thought, they're like, oh, you?
0: Okay, bye. Yeah. Bye. They, She's with you? Bye. <laughs> they seem to know mm-hmm. who he is. We do not know who he is. No, no. Feyre does not know who he is. They do, though. Right. And they're like, uh, bye. Uh, me. <laughs> so he, like, saves her. Yeah. And he's like, what is a human girl doing here on fire night? Right. And he teases lies. her a yeah, bit. Yeah, he he's He's, you know, kind of. I don't even know the right word. He's like, uh, he's got a certain
1: suave, right? He is giving her a hard time, he and is. he's trying to learn about her. So yeah. it kind of because she even says with him, she kind of has like alarm bells as well. Like, yeah. oh, I might have just jumped out of the fire into the frying pan.
0: Yeah. Oh my gosh. <laughs> yeah, like those ones look dangerous. This one doesn't. Yeah, he feels dangerous. Yes. Oh yeah. Yeah. So luckily, but, he leaves her intact. Yeah, he just glides away, right, on his shadow.
1: After like giving her a little bit of a investigative yeah. hard time, and yeah. you know, but
0: he's like coy, and yeah,
1: I was gonna say he kind of has a coy way about
0: him. Yeah, and, he does.
1: But luckily, yeah. you know. So as we said, she gets away, mm-hmm. but uh, and she goes back to her room, and she's like, "Yeah, I should have, I should have
0: stayed there." <laughs> yeah, yeah. That whole the, the three fairies encounter, and then. Yeah. The tall, dark, handsome encounter. She's kind of like, okay, I'm out of here. All right. <laughs> <laughs> and I think she does run into Lucian before she leaves. Like, I think he sees her. Yeah. He's like, and he's like, get the fuck out of here. Right. And that's kind of when he explains
1: to her like what this night is for. Yeah. So Tam- Tamlin's basically gonna be like drawn to a certain person in the crowd, and they're gonna have magical. <laughs> <laughs> Relations. That's supposed to like release magic, and then everyone else also then gets to pick a partner to help release magic for the year.
0: So, this is like a giant orgy, Gosh. basically. Yeah.
1: You should have just told her, and she, I would have gladly been like, What? I'm staying in my room. Yeah. Do you have music that I can play? Headphones? You know, are you going to be far away? Do you have a drum kit? Right. <laughs> But she did say that the drums like kind of intrigued her or whatever. Oh, like, yeah. you know, okay. They could have been like, here, have your own drums. So yeah. you don't have to come follow
0: ours. <laughs> this is Feyre's drum. Go play it in your room. Right. <laughs> yeah. And they're like the the whole like <laughs> magic orgy <laughs> happens in like a cave too. So yeah. it's very like animalistic and yeah. not
1: <sighs> And it was I, I it was weird. I didn't kind of I mean like all the Females were there, like, willingly, but it Hoping just... Hoping to be chosen. Yeah, but it just felt really... It still felt icky. It,
0: it... The whole thing... I don't know if the intention was that as supposed to be, like, kind of sexy. It wasn't... None of it was sexy. No. It was just, like...
1: Oh. It just, like I said, the, the verbiage that Lucian describes, like, I, I, I don't want to yeah. repeat it, but it just didn't... It,
0: it was just it not... Not great. Good. It's not described, though. No, no, no. The just, actual act was not described. No, 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 no.
1: Just, like, Lucian, like, the act, like,
0: I don't know. And the whole, like, idea, like, Lucian is there kind of, like, like, hoping to get a partner as well. Right. But it just, like I said, like, you know, he,
1: like, having to reiterate, like, well, the, you know, the partners are willing, but it does get kind of aggressive. Like, I was yeah. just, was like, No, no. Yeah. I'm good. I'm good. But so she goes to her room. Yeah. And then stupidly, because she didn't learn a lesson or like she just doesn't know what all night means. (laughs) Yeah. Is the sun up yet? Stay in your room.
0: Yeah. God.
1: She gets hungry for a snack because she couldn't have grabbed one while she was already out and should have learned the lesson the first time. Yeah. Yeah. So she's out in the hallway and Tamlin's already done his deed for the night, but he's still all revved up on magic or something. So, you know, he wants her and is upset that he could smell her, but he couldn't find her. So he had to choose another and blah, blah, blah. And so he bites her neck really hard.
0: Yeah. And see, this scene for sure is supposed to be sexy. Yeah, I guess. I think it it the way that, like... Before he actually bites her, mm-hmm. he, like, has her, he's, like, has her up against the wall. Right. And he's, like, right. very close to her and she's, you know, she feeling also, the heat. Yeah, feeling, like, the heat. Yeah. And she's also, it, she's not afraid. No. She's not, like, she's cowering like, or yeah, afraid. I, I know you. She's like, kind of, like challenging him a little like defiant because she's a little jealous yeah she is jealous for reasons that don't make sense because they've had zero chemistry up to this point (laughs) period but she's jealous yeah and she's thinking about oh that female he was just having sex with right and so she's like trying to challenge him being defiant right and then he like latches on and bites her neck yeah and it was just not sexy. No. I just don't find anything Tamlin does to be sexy. No. 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 He kind of gives me the ick, just generally. They have moments like, like I said, when
1: he shows his compassion to that fairy and mm-hmm. stuff like that. Like moments like that, I'm like, okay, I like this side of this guy.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: But otherwise, he's solemn and stern and they. All of their chemistry is very physically, lustfully based. There's, yeah. I don't feel a
0: emotional connection, necessarily. Right. Because I don't feel like we ever get any information about who Tamlin is as a person. Like, we have no... Other no, than, I,
1: like, he's the youngest of his siblings and who he, were all murdered, so he yeah. had this kingdom and this high lordness sort of thrust upon him as well as showing signs of being more than his siblings or something. It kind of alluded to like how like his powers kind of yeah couldn't hide what mm-hmm. like obviously magic
0: intended for him to maybe
1: rule or something to that yeah,
0: nature. Because I think that's kind of what, what they describe in all the courts mm-hmm. um, is that. The succession to the High Lord seat is not based on like the it's not always the oldest, right? The magic picks who, right, in, or it's who, whoever's
1: the strongest or yeah. the most cunning or you know whoever they they yeah, kind it's, of
0: figure out. It's who almost it's pre- meant to predetermined, be. yeah, almost. Yeah. So just because he was the youngest, he could have always just been. Right, Dest, but like, it also destined. seems like
1: there's like a cutthroatness to it. So I don't, I don't fully know how. It works. Yeah, because, but
0: for him, it did seem destined.
1: But like in yeah. the Autumn Court, it seems sort of like they're all vying for the spot, and it's whoever's whatever.
0: Yeah, I think I don't know. I think what the cutthroatness comes in is like when you have a lot of siblings, because partic- they all are high lords, right? right? So that insinuates male, right? So when you have all these sons, they all want that power. And so, if one who's showing signs of being the High Lord gets killed, Mm -hmm. then that magic has to go somewhere else. Gotcha. Yeah. So, I think that's where the cutthroatness comes in. They're like, time to die today. Right. 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 It just makes me think
1: of the opening scene or one of the opening scenes of the movie, Stardust. Like, the siblings basically kill each other off so they can be like the next in line or whatever. It's ridiculous. Yeah.
0: But. Yeah. So, other than the fact that his whole family was murdered, mm-hmm. well, and having the the having
1: to rule like thrust upon him, just like the responsibility of taking care of her family was thrust upon her. Mm-hmm. That's really the only like, oh, I kind of understand that, yeah. but I feel like they're two very different things. But she tries to kind of make them seem like the same thing, right? You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So, I I don't I don't fully understand. The connection it, it it is to for me their relationship is based on lust mm-hmm. and physical desire.
0: Yeah, I agree. And yeah, that is mistaken for love. Yeah, and I think she isn't. I think she, after spending so many years being the one with all the responsibility to take care of people, now she's in a position to be taken care of. Right, and she has the pressure lifted off of her. Right. And it's a nice reverse for sure. Yes. And so I think because he is the one who is doing that, and she's mm-hmm. also lived all of that time pretty isolated. Like she didn't have a close relationship with any of her family. True. So having someone to kind of, at least the perception that she has is that he kind of sees her yeah. as a person and not a meal ticket. True. So I think she thinks... That that equals love. Right. And she even has a hard time
1: admitting that her feelings are love. She kind of has to learn what love means to her. Right. And even still, I think she still has some figuring out to do.
0: Yeah, for sure. I digress. Yeah.
1: But, yeah, you know, he bites her and then, you know, it's awkward for like five minutes. And then they get over it Mm -hmm. and then they continue to bond and she continues to paint and their summer solstice and Pharaoh decides to get drunk on fairy wine and then her and Tamlin kiss
0: and yeah. And it's,
1: and and it's a thing that happens.
0: It's a thing that happens. And (laughs) in all this meantime, she's building like a cool friendship with Lucian and Lucian's like, Lucian's kind of like a little like devious and he jokes and Mm -hmm. he's kind of like a little bit, he's not like mean, but he's He's kind kind of like like a
1: mean big brother sort of. Yeah.
0: That's, that's the vibe. I, Get He's kind of a sharp version of like a Fred and a George, right? Because he's yeah. like, he's kind of tricksy, you know? Yeah, he's not yeah. as serious. Yeah. She does, I feel like she feels more comfortable with Lucian. Yes. Because when she's dealing with or wants to do something, she doesn't ever go to Tamlin first. Mm-hmm. She goes to Lucian first. Mm-hmm. Because she knows like he's going to be the easier sell off yeah. the jump. If anything, like maybe Lucian should have been love interests. Please All don't right. come for me. Okay, anyway. I mean in this book. <laughs> I agree. <laughs> uh I agree. I I feel like she has a much clearer connection with Lucian and yeah. a lot more chemistry. Yeah. But also when I'm thinking about a relationship, I want a partner who I can joke with. Right. Like That's why Dakota and I have been together for so long is because when we hang out, we literally just sit around and make each other laugh. Yeah. Like that's. Yeah. If if that didn't exist, I would never be with someone who was so serious. Right. Because life is not that serious. Right. Unless you make it that serious. Right. Like even if I have a shit day, I know that I can come home and like Dakota and I can just like laugh. Right. And, yeah, I just don't ever see Tamlin being that
1: person. I don't think he ever laughs. He does laugh during (laughs) the summer solstice. And I only know that because I think that, like, they make a comment that he and her, like, both laugh at some point. Mm -hmm. And it's, like, a rare occurrence for either one of them. Like, her because her life has been such turmoil garbage yeah struggle <laughs> and, and him being so stoic and stern you know yeah but, so i do think they at least laugh once <laughs> <laughs> wow i know but so after <laughs> things are looking promising for farah and tamlin the next Ooh. day at
0: lunch Mm-mm, things be popping off at lunch Who be returning maddie <laughs> it's mr tall dark and handsome Ooh. Ooh. and who does he turn out to be But the high lord of the night court. Uh Uh-huh. So he pays a visit and he, he, is like, holy shit, this is the guy that saved me. Right. This is the most beautiful man I've ever seen. Damn it. (laughs) (laughs) His name is Rhysand. And it is clear that Tamlin and Lucian do not have a high opinion of Rhysand. No. They do not like him. No.
1: And I think, like, the day before that day, like,
0: or is it later, he leaves a head for them in the garden. Oh, I think it was, like, a few days before this. Because he says, didn't you get my gift? Yes. (laughs) I feel like Rhysan has a British accent. (laughs) Yep.
1: He has that air about him. Didn't you get
0: my gift? Yeah.
1: But, obviously, we learn later that he did it because he was told to, but... Yes. I think this is like a little nugget that's supposed to make us think like, oh, is he
0: evil? He's leaving heads in people's gardens. Yeah. Little did SJM know that we were all like, hmm, hello. (laughs) I'm completely forgetting he left a head in the garden. Right. (laughs) He must have been a really good reason. (laughs) That was probably a really bad guy. i you. Right. (laughs) (laughs) Right. So yeah, so Rhysand is swaggering around and he's like trading taunts. And what's funny is he like keeps so cool. Like he is the epitome of cool. He's the coolest cucumber ever. Ever. And Tamlin and Lucian are like they're they do not get the game that's being played here. No,
1: and they're on high alert. They're like trying to hide Farrah yeah, as if that's they are. even possible.
0: Yeah. And they've known Resand for hundreds of years, so I feel like they should know their little tricks on trying to hide Vera are not going to work. Right, the he's man can it see it into people's brains. Yeah, you don't think he can sense her 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 mind. Yeah, he's a mind reader. Hello. And her scent is everywhere right
1: like of course he's gonna notice i do think it's interesting that when he does enter your mind or like tries to pick at your mind she says it feels like talons yeah
0: talons so he obviously eventually he finds her he's like okay and he recognizes her obviously but he doesn't say anything no
1: he doesn't he doesn't give up to tamlin that they've matter that he saved her or anything like that
0: and he asks her what her name is and she tells him, oh, you know what? I thought we were over two hours already. Way to go. And there's parts we're going to cut out, so. We're exactly. Good. We're doing really well. We're doing really well. Um, So he asks her what her name is, and she has kind of gotten the idea that he is affiliated with, like, the big bad, probably. Right, right. And so she tells him that her name is Claire Better, which is a girl from her village.
1: I understand that you're under, you know scrutiny right now and like you know what's your name make one make one up. up make one up don't you dare ever use the name of a person you know i i dare say even if you hate them don't do it yeah but it, if you did hate them it would make more sense mm-hmm. don't just pick some random human person's name that you know belongs to it's one thing if if you, Samantha Goodfellow, there, yeah. there's probably a human out there named Samantha Goodfellow, but guess what? I don't know her. She <laughs> doesn't live in my village. I'm assuming that she doesn't exist. Yeah. Don't. I know. Don't use the name of a person you know exists.
0: I know. Girl. It, it, yeah. And uh, it's, and she, she has enough sense to know that giving her family name would put her family at risk. Right. So doesn't she? Wouldn't she assume that giving this name would put this family at risk? You're so smart and so dumb. Yeah. So... Stop it. That Mm -hmm. sucked. But Reese doesn't uh, question her. He knows that she lied. Yeah. But he doesn't further push it. No. He's just like... It's kind of like, keep
1: your secrets. Okay. Touche.
0: Right. So eventually he like leaves and basically gives Solution and Tamlin a salute, like, see you under the mountain. Right. I'll see you soon. Yeah. (laughs) Very (laughs) ominous.
1: Right. So later that night, you know, this is kind of the last straw. Like Tamlin's like, okay. Yeah. He's feeling feelings. He doesn't want her in danger anymore. He's like, hey, I'm, I'm letting you out of this treaty contract. Yeah. I don't know if he kind of was like, yeah, so I did kind of fudge it. Like, you know, you don't technically have to. Live. I think
0: she she gets that information from Alice later.
1: Oh, okay. Okay. But either way, he's basically like, I'm going to let you out of this. Yeah. Um, I'm sending you home because now you're in too much danger and I, I can't, I can't handle that. I, I can't mm-hmm. have you being in danger. So mm-hmm. you're going home. And she's like, uh, the home that you said was a hovel and was with like people who didn't care about me you're making mm-hmm. me go back there cool yeah and uh, so obviously she protests not only because you know she's like my family is taking care of like i would just want to stay with you i don't care about the danger
0: mm-hmm.
1: and he's like no you're going no. home so but um not in a manip i'm not saying she's like manipulating him but i do think that she thinks that this intimacy is going to maybe change his mind <laughs> A Ma- bit.
0: Potentially, potentially. Yeah. I'm
1: not saying that was her motive, but I do mm-hmm. think the next day she is surprised that he is Gone. sending her home. I agree. I agree. <laughs>
0: like, mm-hmm. She's like, "Wait, this didn't change things." Yeah. No.
1: She comes on to him, and he kind of like tries to stop her, and then a, a little bit, he's just like, "If we don't stop oh, now, then stopping. we're yeah, yeah." <laughs> it's like if we don't stop now, we're not stopping. And she's like, "I don't want you to stop," you know, yeah, basically. Yeah. And, yeah. So now Feyre and Tanlin do the... Do the deed. Do the fairy tango That's or whatever.
0: Right. That's right. <laughs> the, the fairy tango. Uh, I'm going to have to look up yeah. different
1: words for that <laughs> for, for throughout the series if we continue it. I bet there are
0: a lot of words that you
1: can... Or phrases like, to phrase allude to. Can, I'm certain yeah. there are and I'm, I I want to find the good ones.
0: Yeah. Just, just to spice
1: it up exactly (laughs) (laughs) literally and in a funny way (laughs) yeah in a funny way so yeah Uh, they uh they get together and then the next day she's still sent back and she's going home yeah for her safety he did tell her
0: that he loved her before they actually did the deed he did he did tell her that he he loved her she she did did not say it she did not say it she just Answered with her body. Right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, um, she did. <laughs> this that the the sex scene, this is like the one and only in this book. It's not overtly graphic. No. There's yeah. one scene later.
1: It's not sex, but it is an intimate scene that's described, but this one's it's the only yeah. intercourse that is described.
0: Yeah, it's the only intercourse. Um I'm trying to it's not like a fade to black necessarily but no. it's very like, glossed over you know there's she doesn't describe any genitalia no so... but she she
1: describes more the the peaking of the moment and then you know
0: right yeah
1: then it then it ends so yeah. i guess more what do i want to say
0: female pleasure
1: well just it, it's it's described more in a vis not visual sense I don't know. It's 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 not a physical body description. It's more of an experience. It's a description of the yes. experience she is having.
0: Right. Yes. Correct. If that it makes more, sense. Yes. It <laughs> makes perfect <laughs> sense. Yeah. Boy, yeah. was that
1: uncomfortable. <laughs> I can't I can't I can't get the words out. Right. Okay. Yeah.
0: Yeah. So, yeah, she wakes up and I I do agree. I think she's probably expecting that she's going to stay now, yeah. but Especially if he tells her he loves her, yeah. I think she's, she's probably like, kind of like, okay, okay we're he, in this together. He's gonna make, he's gonna let me say. Right. But nah, no, her because is, he
1: loves her. Yeah,
0: she's dressed in human fashions. Mm-hmm. She is packed up, sent away in a carriage. Yep. He does tell her he loves her one more time. Yes. Before carriage leaves, and she doesn't say anything. Yeah. And Lucian kind of looks at her like a little accusingly. Yeah, he's like, I can't believe you're leaving. I can't
1: believe you're, like, allowing this to happen, you stubborn girl. Like, yeah. And he You're also, listening to
0: him now? <laughs> yeah. He also kind of, like, gives Tamlin a little pushback here. Like, just give her a few more days. Yeah. Let her stay here a few more days. Yeah. Why are you sending her away now? Just give her a few more days. Yeah. And Tamlin's like, nope. Which kind of seems like, well,
1: what's a few more days? What yeah. difference does a few more days make? Yeah. And then now it just dawned on me. It makes me question, like, were the... I feel like the I love yous were genuine, But Mm -hmm. they were possibly also little like nudge, 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 nudge. But no. Yeah. She feels it or thinks she might feel it. She's not sure. Mm -hmm. So that's why she doesn't say it. Yeah. And then she's sent back. I agree with. Yes. No. Yeah. Don't say it if you're not sure. Just because someone says it to you is
0: not an obligation to say it back. You do not need to reciprocate feelings that you're not sure of. Right.
1: It's just like, that is beautiful that you feel that. And I appreciate it. And thank you. Yes. I also have stirred feelings. Exactly. That's all you're getting from me.
0: (laughs) Yeah. It's hard.
1: Yeah, it is.
0: So... Yeah, She goes back to her family, mm-hmm. um, and she this is where she realizes what Tamlin's done for her family. Yes, like they now live in a huge mansion, they have like all this wealth again. Because, like their
1: wealth is restored, and then something, yeah. He hasn't just kept them alive, he exactly. has like put like, them back at status.
0: Yeah, they're back on the map. Not only did he like put them up in this house and give them money. But the reason that they lost their wealth in the first place is because a ship with goods. I think, like, three ships. Three ships, like, disappeared mm-hmm. in, like, some weather or whatever. Yeah, they sunk in a really bad part of the sea that yeah. they knew was risky, and they
1: sent three whole ships.
0: Yeah. And so, at mag- once. magically, <laughs> the ships came back to light after eight years. Right.
1: Or that's what they said, that's anyway, they and that's said, where all the wealth yeah, came yeah. from.
0: And so now, you know, the dad's back in his merchant situation yeah. and they're back in high society doing right. all the things and the story is that pharaoh went to stay with an old sick aunt yeah and care who, of her. yeah who's now died and sent pharaoh home with
1: her wealth all the golden jewels and right yeah i do think it was interesting that at first, it was just a stranger came to the dad and wanted him to invest his money, and mm-hmm. he got a little bit of wealth. Mm-hmm. But I think as Tamlin's relationship with Feyre grew and he learned about the ships and all that stuff, then that's when he really just like let loose. Yeah, on them as yep. far as like money, just yeah. So yeah, they didn't suffer one day, I don't think. No, and yeah. um, you know. So they're just living it back up. Elaine is delightful and, oh, she can grow a garden. Why weren't you growing vegetables? Yeah. I know we were in winter when we met them, but it didn't seem like gardening was a thing she was doing. Yeah. Like, why could you not? I mean, I know seeds cost money, but like you had some sometimes. Yeah. This occurred to me in this moment. I was like, why wasn't that girl making vegetables in the
0: garden? I know. I know.
1: But so they're all happy and full of money and yay yep. for them. I did think it was interesting and it totally made sense. Because Tamlin also, d- you know, did the glamour with the the aunt or whatever. F- mm-hmm. And made them forget that a beast came to their home. Elaine yeah. and the dad fully, fully
0: accepted.
1: Yeah. Uh, didn't work on Nesta. And that doesn't shock me in right. the least. So right. she knew that Feyre had been taken. She actually had tried, tried to go after her. Mm-hmm. But she couldn't get past the wall. Right. The quote-unquote wall.
0: <laughs> yeah. Yeah, but, she couldn't find, like, the little rip that right. the they go through. But then,
1: you know, things started turning up for them, and she, I think, figured that Farrah was... Fine. ...fine and safe, so...
0: Yeah, but. and that whatever was going on with Farrah was probably responsible for yeah. the change in fortune. Right. Yeah, and this time when Farrah's back with our family is when Nesta is at her best really
1: right she explains like what you said earlier about her Mm -hmm. anger towards the dad and waiting for him to kind of step up and yeah she doesn't apologize to fair for anything but she does say you know i was angry at you for doing what i couldn't Mm -hmm. which again i argue wouldn't not because i feel like she could have gone out with fair and been like okay teach me what you know let me help
0: yeah yeah she did not do
1: that Because of her anger for her father, but her love for her sisters Mm -hmm. should have been greater than her hate for her father.
0: Exactly. And, yeah. So, I think we do see, like, a little bit of bonding. Because now they're in society. Now Mm -hmm. they're attending balls and Farah doesn't. She's never done this. You know, she was too young before they lost their wealth. Yeah. And so now this is all new to her. She has no real experience. Nest is uncomfortable because... All she can think of is these are the people that didn't do anything to help us while we were starving. Right. And Elaine even acknowledges it, I think. But like kind of more in a like, it's crazy, the people that Yeah. Ignored us. We you know, they're they're back. It's just like Elaine. I do think a part of her acknowledges like these people aren't they're not real friends. Right. But I I think that's the first
1: time we see Elaine see something. That isn't,
0: yeah. you know. She's being, she's aware. Yeah. This is like a, a level of a cognizance that we don't right. see in her previously. But but she, I think her penchant for niceties and politeness overtake yes. that. Agreed. So she's like the host. Mm-hmm. She's the host, the eternal host. Mm-hmm. And Nesta and Feyre kind of like attach to each other. Yeah. Because neither, both of them are just... Not about it. Right. And basically. they know the truth, truth yeah. of what happened. Exactly. So we get that and it's nice. But. Yeah. And Nesta is actually the one who makes Vera realize that she needs to go back to Prithian. Right. Yeah. Vera realizes that she loves Tamlin and she wants to be mm-hmm. with
1: him and she wants to help him fight whatever this blight is mm-hmm. and do what she can to mm-hmm. save him. And yeah, uh Nessa's like, go and don't come back. Yeah. Obviously we're fine. Like yeah. just go live your life.
0: Yeah. And Nesta's like, maybe I'll take my money and see what else is in the world. And yeah. I was like, yeah, Nesta. Yeah.
1: yeah. That was cool.
0: Yeah. So that's the last time we see Nesta in this book. Right. And I I thought moving forward we were gonna get more sister. Right. Like you true. might get
1: little bites here and there of like old behavior, mm-hmm. is what I was thinking, but like that we would continue to move forward. Yeah,
0: I thought that at least their relationship was going to be
1: strong. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
0: Maybe she wouldn't. Maybe she wouldn't treat her the way she treats Elaine because she kind of treats Elaine like Elaine's a toddler. Yeah. So, but I thought maybe her and Nesta, Nesta and Pharaoh would be more like friends like equals right like a uh, respect we're, yeah we're both strong capable and uh, i have to protect elaine but yeah. i don't have to protect you so i can be more open with you yes exactly no, doesn't happen. No. <laughs> spoiler for future books that doesn't happen yeah it doesn't happen yeah so pharaoh goes back to prithian yep she goes back to the manor and that shit is wrecked wrecked and, and empty, empty. <laughs> Yep, except for Alice. She's gathering supplies. She's in there. She's trying to, like, t- 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 hurry up, get yep. all of her shit. And, and she just calls her a foolish mortal girl. Yeah. She's mad at Alice. is mad at Farah. She is. And I was so confused because Alice also, in this moment, tells Farah Everything, basically. everything that she
1: can. There's like everything one that she thing can't. that
0: she can't. Yes, which we don't know. But yeah, she's like,
1: okay, well, now that everything's Over. happened, now I can tell you, and yeah. you are just a stupid, foolish mortal girl. Like, yeah, like,
0: dang, Alice. Exactly. So like, chill. Yeah. So there is no like blight. It's a curse, and that's why the masks are on. Amarantha put this curse on Tamlin in the Spring Court that he would have basically, like, 49 years. What is it? Seven? Yeah. Seven, seven times, times seven, seven years. Yeah. That he would have to, like, find a mortal girl who kills the fairy with hate in her heart and make her love him, basically. Yeah. Which, because he,
1: and, so, and all of this is done by a woman named Amarantha. Yeah. Amarantha wanted Tamlin, and Tamlin was like, No, I'm not interested. Mm -hmm. I would rather be with a human woman than you. And Amarantha hates humans. She was, like, on the side of the war, obviously, that wanted to keep humans as slaves. Mm -hmm. And her and her sister both were, like, super gross about, like, how they enjoyed murdering humans and stuff Mm -hmm. like that. Um, And I think he also said an unkind word about... Amarantha's sister too, who, uh, who was killed, mm-hmm. you know, due to foolish folly and, uh, falling in love with a human and yeah. all that jazz. So it, it just was, uh, bad news bears for, for Chamlin and his court.
0: And so. Yeah. The whole Tam Tam. Yep. Yeah. And, and it, her, her
1: things weren't only towards him, you know, she kind of snuck in cause she worked, I say it worked. <laughs> But she did, she worked with the or worked for the King of Highburn who's on this island and we don't really know much about him other than mm-hmm. he's evil. Evil, big, high powerful king. And he want, you know, he was for keeping, you know, humans in their
0: Rightful place.
1: Rightful place. That's what I was gonna say too. Mm-hmm. Yucky. Yeah. So bad. Uh, um and she was meant to go, like, kind of get all the high lords on her side and mm-hmm. you know, befriend them. So she kind of came in, schmoozed them all, and then tricked them all with like a, a, potion a potion or drink. And it took all their powers and stuff. And then, and then, yeah, she I don't fully know where like you know, Tamlin's thing kind of came in because it seems like, well, okay, so you tried to take everyone's powers, but you're still pursuing Tamlin, and then you attack Lucian, because he, I think he said something about her sister, Clithia. That's
0: right. He did. And,
1: and then, you know...
0: And she took his
1: eye. Yeah, she took his eye. And uh, then to kind of make amends with Tamlin, they had, like, a, a party, and that's when she, like, put... He said the thing he said, and then permanently put the masks on their face, and then she kind of let him go back to his court mm-hmm. to serve out his curse, which it's just sort of like he got off easy. Everyone else had to be under the mountain with this lady.
0: Yeah. For 50 years. Awful. And he, yeah. So now Alice has told Pharaoh all this. And she's like, so as Pharaoh was being sent back to the human realm, Lucian was kind of like mad at her. And now Alice is mad at her. They're both mad at Pharaoh for not saying i love you to tamlin when he said it to her because that would have broken the curse. Right. But she didn't know but that. She, for, yeah, they couldn't tell her about the curse which cuz that was part of the curse obviously. But i also think that it's not her fault if she wasn't in love with him. You know, even mm-hmm. if even if we can consider her feelings for tamlin at this point to be love which she thinks they are. Right. She had to get there on her own. Right. Like, at that point, when he was sending her away, she had been there for just a handful of months. You, how could she know? Right. It, it's really unfair of them. I know that yeah. they have some personal stake in there. Like, they are really hoping. They've yeah. had these friggin' masks on their face. And right. And the curse on the lands and everything and the balance. So, obviously, they have a lot of... They have a lot on the line, so right. I get that they were just like let down that right. she just couldn't get there. But right. so she she wasn't didn't know her feelings, right? Or didn't feel them at the time, even. right? Right? Maybe she just didn't love him. I mean, yeah. What if she didn't love him? She, <laughs> you can like. Be attracted to someone, like right. someone,
1: and not right. love them. It wouldn't have been her fault, and this is not her fault now. Yeah. I get that you couldn't tell her about it, but yeah, it's like, she can't know what she can't know. Yeah, and... She can't feel what she didn't know she felt. Like, yeah, be nice.
0: And I and think... she's
1: here now to save all your
0: buns. Yeah, and I think Alice says something like, foolish human girl, you didn't even know your own heart. Like, yes. Like, maybe she did. Right. And she just... Didn't have love in it for Tamlin. Right.
1: And it's not just her human heart. It's hearts in general. Like, emotions are complicated.
0: Yeah.
1: Um. And again, she had to change not only her feelings about, you know, Tamlin, but fairies as a whole. Mm-hmm. She had complete misconceptions. Yeah. So, you gotta give somebody, you know...
0: Shut up, Alice. <laughs> Alice, come on. <laughs> but, you know, is like, alright, well... I- I'm trying to I'm trying to help, okay? I wanna save Tamlin. I'm gonna do what I gotta do. Show me how to get there. So Alice takes her to like the shortcut cave entrance that's gonna take her under the mountain. And she gives her like rules, right? Yep. Don't make bargains.
1: Unless your unless life depends your life on it. Your life
0: depends on it. Don't drink the wine because it's not like the wine at Summer Solstice. Mm-hmm. Listen. To everything around you. Yes. Listen. Listen. There might have been another rule, but I don't remember.
1: I think it was just three. That's what I was looking for. Sometime. Yeah.
0: I was thinking it was just the three. I'm going the wrong direction in my notes. <laughs> hold on.
1: Hold on a minute. Yeah. Don't drink the wine. Don't make any deals unless your life depends on it. And don't trust anyone. Even yeah. Tamlin. Yeah. Okay. Your, fa- your senses will fail you.
0: Yeah. There we go. And then, but
1: yes. And then like as, as a parting extra little note, she says, keep your ears open, girl.
0: Yeah. So now Farrah's alone. She's in the tunnels. She's on her way. And who turns up? but Ator. The Ator. (laughs) And he snatches her up and. Mr. Creepy Creeperton. Yeah. Takes her to the throne room under the mountain. So that's where we are. We're under the mountain now. Yep. Here, it's, we are finally at, like, <laughs> where the action happens. Yep, yep. <laughs> this is where the real action this happens. This is where it gets saucy.
1: Yep. So, and there is Amarantha on her throne and Tamlin sitting on the throne next to hers. Yep. Amarantha? Stoic, showing Stoic. no emotion. Nothing.
0: He's giving nothing away.
1: Yeah. And Amarantha is just sort of like, what is this little human doing in my court?
0: Yeah. And she's like... I envision her as being eternally amused. Like, she describes amused. her as
1: beautiful, but also, like, I just imagine her with, like, these really harsh angles. And, yeah. like, you can see the malice, like, even in this, like, beautiful facade. Like, mm-hmm. you can see what she is. Yeah. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like. But yes, I agree. Amarantha's, like, taunting her. And she's just like, what are you doing in my court? And Fair's like, um, I'm here to proclaim my love for Jamlin."
0: Yeah. I love Tamlin. Yeah.
1: <laughs> yeah. Uh, it's too late for that, unfortunately.
0: You've missed the bus, You've missed the bus. Um, Sorry to say.
1: And uh, Tamlin's like, I don't know this girl. Yeah. You know, he's lying to save her, but <laughs> it's too
0: late for that now. I know. what She be here under the mountain. I don't know what's going through his head at this point, because... Him denying that he knows her is not going to save her life.
1: No. But Lucian thinks that, like, if he shows no emotion at all, then it won't give Amarantha any ammunition of what to do to, like, upset him the most. Right. But whatever. So.
0: Yeah, I just, I'm not buying it. No. Not buying it.
1: Yeah. But yeah, she's there to save Tamlin and, you know, and Amarantha's like. Interesting, because uh I have this other girl that I thought was the girl that, you know, was hanging out with Sam Lynn. Oh, no. She's, like, basically mounted on the wall, just, like, her dead little human body just, like, battered, and you could tell she had been tortured.
0: Yeah, she's, like, broken. Yep.
1: Oh, this girl, it's Claire Betters. It's Claire Better. Oh, and also, Claire Better and her her family's home was burned to the ground, and her whole family was burned in it.
0: Yeah, literally all of the Better's were killed, and Claire was brought under the mountain and tortured to death.
1: And uh, so, yeah, that's why we say give a fake name. Make up names, people. Right, don't don't be doing this. So, yeah, poor Claire is dead, and... uh, Long story short, though, we get to a point where Amaranth is like, that's fine. If you want to free Tamlin because you love him, uh, let's have some, let's have a bargain.
0: Let's have some fun here.
1: Let's, uh, let's break rule one right out the gate. Yep. Let's do this. <sighs> that's right. And, uh, she suggests that she completes just three tasks. And if she completes these three tasks, then she'll let everyone go.
0: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.
1: So uh, each month at the full moon, we will have a new task. And uh, as I said, she completes them all. The curse will be broken as well as letting everyone go free. But if not, then she'll die. That's right. So great option. And alternatively, if Farah can solve the riddle that Amarantha comes up with, which is actually the opening quote of this episode, uh, then the curse will instantly be broken. Yep. Gotta be careful with fairies and their wordage.
0: That's right. Fairy
1: used to think that fairies that fairies couldn't lie. Farrah. Farah and fairies. Lord help I mean, me. Yeah. Um. She thought that fairies couldn't lie and that iron harmed them. Mm-hmm. Neither are true. Correct. Yeah. <laughs> but the the ashwood does weaken them. Hmm. It like zaps them to where their they magic. can be killed. Yeah. So, but anyway. So we've got the riddle that can give instant freedom. Mm -hmm. Vera doesn't know.
0: Yeah, she she doesn't even like take time to think about it. Really, she's just like, so is it a disease?
1: I'm not sure. Yeah. Um. So she agrees. She doesn't know what the tasks are yet.
0: Right. She's not like given an
1: itinerary. No, it's three tasks. And okay, so she she agrees, and then she's beaten unconscious. And then taken to a jail cell. hmm Great fun. Um, Lucian comes to her and he heals her as much as he can without, like, making it too obvious that she's been healed. He kind of, right. like, leaves the bruises but, like, heals her, like, major wounds. Yeah. Or, like, the pain inside. Yeah. And during all of this, like, Tamlin gives zero reaction. He's just sitting there staring into space. Yeah. No claws, no nothing. He's trying to react zero to give Amarantha no ammunition i guess mm-hmm. and you know no information so yeah but uh we get to task
0: number one mm-hmm. and this is where one of our creatures come in yep the midden guard worm that's right now this one is just gross really yeah i envision that it's like they all of the high fey that are trapped under there and Amarantha are like under like it's, like, stadium style. Yeah, that's how And they're all sitting I... up here and looking down on, like, a maze. hmm And she's in there. Yeah. In the, tr- like, trench yeah. style. Yeah. That's how I envision it. Me too. So she's... in it, it's, like, a mud trench, basically. hmm And she's in there. She's running from this worm. Is trying to get her. Wants to eat her. And she's got to, like... I don't know what the... Is she just supposed to escape and get out? Or... She's supposed to just not die. Not die. I think just not die. Survive. And that is something that she is good at. Yes. So this is kind of like up her alley. Yeah. Um. <clears throat> so basically she finds like bones in there. Mm-hmm. Builds like a bone structure and like impales it. Yeah. She kind of makes a little spiky pit. Yeah. Lures it into it.
1: It impales itself and it dies and she wins. Yeah. She doesn't come out unscathed though. She Correct. breaks her arm arm really bad like i'm talking bones bone out. protruding
0: yeah it's bad bad and it's it's also like she's dirty she's like covered in gross yes so it's yeah, yeah. yep so mm-hmm.
1: she's sent back to her cell after that
0: after, after that amazing victory but yeah
1: our girl be dying
0: she uh she got blood poisoning just, sepsis is setting in yeah. from that wound. Yeah.
1: It's gonna get infected or
0: it's already infected. Yeah. She yeah. is dying. She's straight up dying. <clears throat> and when you know, at this point, who turns up but Rhysand? <laughs>
1: <laughs> he the end of the mountain. He's there. <laughs> just like everybody else. Yeah. Obviously he's been doing things on the on the behalf of Amarantha.
0: Yeah, he's been like To a point. To yes. Resand everybody calls Resand Amaranthus whore, by the way. Yeah, because he's he's basically her bed slave,
1: right? Essentially. And, and, um, let's just say right now it's not consensual. No, no, he doesn't go into great detail, but yeah, it's like that's part of his punishment, mm-hmm. basically. That you know, but he plays along. He yes, because he wants to play nice you know, until it's his moment, until he yeah. sees an opportunity that he can kind of get the upper hand up until right. then. He's just,
0: he's biting his time. Yeah,
1: He's, he's playing the cards he's dealt and he's, pro- you know, trying to prove that yeah. he is the loyal slave that he is.
0: Yeah. So he sneaks into her cell essentially. Mm-hmm. And he's like, I can see that you're dying. Mm hmm. <laughs> I can heal you in exchange for one... Well, I think he says... He what, starts like, at two, two weeks. Two weeks. Two weeks a month you will spend with me at the night court. Yep. And she's like, no. She's like, what? Why? And he was like... I have my reasons. Yeah. And she's like, nah, no, I'm not going to do that. And so uh, he like after some back and forth, he's just like, fine, fuck it. I'm leaving. Right. and bye. Die. He's out back in the shadow whence I came. He does like... This is, like, a point of contention also. Mm-hmm. Like, he does kind of, like, grab her arm, like, yeah. the injured arm. I think he starts to heal it a little bit, though. Yeah. I thought. Well, I know that he has to, in order to heal it, he it does hurt her. Yes. Because the bone has to, like, snap back yeah. together. But I think before he does that and trying to, like, coerce her into letting oh, him heal her. Oh, yeah. I think he does, like, grab her
1: arm. Yeah. I think he's trying to... um Relay the seriousness of yeah. the situation. I mean, he basically says, He's like, You're dying.
0: Yeah. And I think she, she knows that she's dying.
1: Right. At, well, and it's <laughs> the lines literally like, You know, I I wasn't sure that I was dying. And I was like, But I'm certain that I'm dying. I'm like, What? Do you remember that? Like, yeah. it was just like within the same paragraph. It was yeah. like, Wait, what? No, mm-hmm. no. And of course, he's like, You know, Lucian could come and protect you, but mm-hmm. or, or heal you. Yeah, But he could come you, tomorrow, he could come a week from now, and you're dying right now. Yeah, you're, You might not last that long.
0: You might not be able to wait for Lucian.
1: Right. Because during the worm trial, Lucian shouted out, you know... Look out! Look out! Yeah, And he was punished. He was punished. So, uh, who knows if he's going to be able to come help. So, yeah. he's about to fit... Risen's about to fit out of the room. She's like, wait. Wait. What about... What about t- uh What about five days? Yeah. He's, He's like, like ten, yeah. She's like seven. He's Deal. He's like fine. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, which later she's like, you didn't have to bargain with me. He's like,
0: I don't know. Yeah. Duh. Like, I got my reason. Right.
1: Exactly. So she makes yet another bargain. Her life did depend on on it this time. <laughs> yeah. It for did. sure. For real. I mean the the first time it did too because it was like, well, you're here now, so either do this or I'm just gonna kill you right now. Exactly. Yeah. Let's, yeah. Let's have some fun first. Yeah. Yeah. So. So now, yeah, if she lives, <laughs> she's going to have to hang out with him for a yeah. week every month.
0: Yep. And the interesting part is the night court bargains are marked with a tattoo. Yep. So now her left arm is tattooed mm-hmm. and then an eyeball in her palm. Yep. To mark her bargain. Yep. With Resand. He's watching you. Ooh. Uh, so that's cool. Yep. I wish bargains were marked with tattoos now i would make bargains all over the place super way cool it would save so much money so much money and time really because it seems pretty instant yep so you're not like sitting around for like six hours getting tatted right so and then i think we have
1: like a ball thing before the second Mm -hmm. trial he has her all painted up you know? Wearing very, like, skimpy wisps of clothing. Right. And they basically go straight up to Amarantha and Tamlin and, you know, he's Grind just like... On yeah. each other. <laughs> well, he's basically like, hey, uh, I made a bargain with your lady over here. Yeah. Yeah. Because <laughs> yeah. he was like, I want him to know when I want him to know. So yeah. he made him aware, mm-hmm.
0: which got a little reaction on Tamlin, I think. I think it was like a a tightening of the hands. Right. That's like, about it. <laughs> which honestly, it really shows Chamlin's personality that the only time he ever reacts to what is going on here it's is jealousy. Jealousy. Mm. When someone else has his toy. Right. Good. Never mind that Pharaoh is beaten to unconsciousness. Yeah. Fine. Never mind that she was almost just eaten or that she sustained a life-threatening injury and got blood poisoning. Because who called out nah. to help her? Lucian. hmm Who came and healed her after she was beaten to unconsciousness? Lucian. Yep. Who was there to heal her after her arm was broken and she was dying of blood poisoning? Resand. Resand. And the only time we ever see a reaction from him is when someone else has got his lady.
1: Yep. And uh, it's funny because Rhysand has her painted so that he can prove if anyone touches her. (laughs) Yeah. Besides him, of course.
0: Yeah. And that it shows her that because he feeds her the fairy wine. Right. So she won't remember. Right.
1: Which this part, even (laughs) though he doesn't do anything, he only touches her stomach and her like sides or her arms mm-hmm. but just the her having to drink the fairy wine every night and dance and make a fool out of herself uh. and a spectacle in front of all of the courts felt so gross it felt so gross this was hard for me to be like oh like i, I understand that resand is like playing his part and 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 obviously he hasn't if you think about it, he has not harmed her. He's done nothing but save mm-hmm. her yeah. to this point. But he like says and does things that are a little questionable or feel oh, a oh, little like, sure. yeah. But the but dancing
0: yeah. is—I
1: <laughs> those bits felt were like,
0: I don't like that. I, I did don't not like that. <laughs> didn't like the dancing. Yeah, didn't like the dancing at
1: all. Yeah, just the her having to be drunk and out of it and yeah. not remember. Like it felt gross. Luckily, it... obviously. The paints there to show us that he he does not take advantage
0: yeah and that that's what he paints it, it's so she knows when she like right. she sees herself right. and
1: like, so like later he has like you know deniability with tamlin oh, like yeah. see i
0: didn't i didn't I touch, didn't her, touch her yeah but, it's which yeah but it still isn't great no it's not great
1: it's so not great. Oh. but then uh kind of but this is We have scenes like that before task two and after task two. So that's kind of like mixed in.
0: It's like an ongoing thing while they're in the trials. Right. Pretty much. Right. But task two. Task two. So basically task two, Feyre and Lucian are like in a box. There's like a wall separating them. Mm -hmm. But essentially the ceiling is like lowering onto Mm -hmm. them. Are there are there spikes on the ceiling? Yeah, there's spikes on there's, on on the, yeah. the, the that are lowering yeah. on top of them. And so she's got three levers, mm-hmm. and Feyre can't read.
1: I was going to say, I guess we didn't really tell you this really important thing about her.
0: <laughs> she can't read or
1: write. She can, but it's very difficult for her. She it, has a very rudimentary, rudimentary yeah. um, level of.
0: She essentially like knows her letters, and that's it. Right, and
1: she's so stressed <laughs> out. Like, even though she kind of starts to read it, it's like she. This scene took way too long
0: for me. Way too long. So this is kind of a punishment for Lucian as well. Yes. So he's over there, and if she does, she's got these three levers, and she has to figure out which one is going to stop the ceiling. Yeah, and
1: there's like a word problem, and she has to choose A, B, or C. Yeah.
0: As the answer, but she can't even read
1: the question to know the answer. Exactly. And she's kind of
0: like trying to process of elimination, which one is the right one? (laughs) Her reasoning was so
1: crazy. Like, one was, I can't even remember now. Like, one was being alone or, you know, yeah. something like that and then two was her and tamlin that's a good number yeah and then i think one was like people who look out for themselves that are evil like amarantha mm-hmm. maybe something like that and then two was her and tamlin together a force to be reckoned with and then three was three sisters cramped in a bed together and uncomfortable and in and, and squalor and yeah you know. so she was like ah two uh, that's how i'll pick two it's like <laughs> uh,
0: okay <laughs> sure that logic but, but her
1: hand burns yep. when she goes to pick two.
0: Yep, it does. Okay, well, let's try
1: another option. One, hand burn again. Nope. We have to trial and error this a couple times. It's like, yeah. oh, three, it doesn't hurt. We trial and error a few times. Like, girl, just three right there. The spikes yeah. are lowering, 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 and lowering, And Lucian's lowering.
0: like, pick one! <laughs> right, like, I don't even care this part just pick one! <laughs> We're going to... And so, finally, she trusts her hand Mm -hmm. and picks three. Yeah. And the ceiling stops. Yeah. And we we know that's Ree's hand. Yes. Through their bond, helping her out. Yeah. So, she absolutely would have perished. Yes. This is not a survival of the fittest task. No. She would have failed.
1: She was kind of trying to teach herself to read, but kind of uh, yeah a little the, bit because or quarter. right because she was gonna write her family a letter mm-hmm. until she realized that they were perfectly fine after tamlin told her that mm-hmm. and then she got obsessed with painting but it begs the question why wasn't tamlin like oh let's teach you to read and write yeah it was just like ah oh, yeah i could do that for you why don't you paint because you love yeah. painting
0: yeah just saying i yes another facet of his character mm-hmm I'm not going to waste my time to teach you. I'm
1: not going to better you. I just like you the way you you are, you sweet little weak human.
0: Yeah. Let me do that for you. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Because as you pointed out to me and and I, so I really caught it in the text, like he likes her humanness. He does. Yeah. And I think he likes her dependent on him. Yes. He does. So
0: why would he teach her to read and write when he, she she could just paint. It, that is something, whenever I was reading it, their time at the spring court, that he's, he fetishizes her humanness. Yeah. He even has, like, a paragraph about, like, what he likes about yeah. her
1: humanness. Yeah. So, I, I agree with that a lot.
0: Thankfully, <clears throat> we survived the second task. We survived the second task, and... I think we have, like, one final party. Yeah, and the final party is yet another time... When we see Tamblin's true colors. Mm-hmm. Because
1: she walks a certain way and they end up in a room together mm-hmm. and he's just, they're both just like pawing all over each other. Yeah. Without thinking about the repercussions, the paint, nothing. Mm-hmm. Just pawing all over each other. I asked my husband, and he has not read this book, and I was like, if you and I had five more moments together and you thought I was going to die, the five minutes, that's all you get with me, what would you do? And he sincerely said, I would tell you how much I love you, how much you've meant to me, how thankful I am that you're in my life, how much I, you know, just Mm -hmm. how much I love you, how much I appreciate you, you know. All this, these really sweet things. It was, <laughs> I was like, oh, I love you. But yeah, and so that. I was like, yeah, that's the right answer and you're wonderful and I love you. You know what this piece of crap in the book did? Pawed all over her like a piece of meat. Yeah. And it didn't dawn on me until, because this is not the first time I've read this. This is the second time I've read this. But he, he knew, they both knew this was pro- likely their last moment together. She's mm-hmm. not going into the next task thinking she's going to win. Yeah. Or if she is, she knows that her chances are slim. Right. He doesn't say one flipping word to her. He doesn't. They're just making out and making fools out of themselves. Yeah. Like, that's not love. Yeah. I'm so like... <laughs> I know.
0: And it also begs the question of, like, couldn't he have tried to do something to help her as well? Like... That's a very good question because other people are doing things other, to help her. Yeah, other people are putting their lives on the line.
1: I, I understand that he's under more scrutiny because Aunt Marantha wants him under yeah. her eye. But yeah. you can't tell me he couldn't figure something out, right? Exactly, because Lucian never said, "Oh, Tamlin sent me." Yeah, Lucian. Lucian cares about Farrah.
0: Yeah, he sees her as a friend.
1: Not, and because at the beginning she amarantha was like tell me your name and or- she wouldn't and then she threatened to take lucian's other eye mm-hmm. and harm him and Farah was like Farah, my name's pharah yeah thankfully she didn't have to give her last name but yeah like she you know when she did that for him lucian was like dang mm-hmm. that's my girl <laughs>
0: yeah yeah and he he gets punished he gets beaten he gets put in the second task yeah where he very likely could have died right like he's he's with her in the trenches right he helps her in the first task like he's putting his life on the line yeah and tamlin all he's trying to do is freaking get laid
1: yeah it's disgusting and then ray sand walks in takes the paint off of tamlin and puts it on himself well not yet, but eventually puts it on himself. And him and Farah are kissing when Amarantha busts in, mm-hmm. you know. So to take the blame off of like what her and Tamlin were doing, like Tamlin, yeah. you you just don't think about anything, do you? You dumb, dumb piece of crap.
0: <laughs> yeah, such a shit.
1: Angry. And,
0: yep, and that brings us to our third and final task. Yes, finally we're here. We are finally arrived. <laughs> So, in this task, (laughs) they bring out three hooded figures and three daggers on cushions. Oof. Yikes. So, essentially, these are ash daggers, and Farrah's got to kill these three fairies. Yep. And then she wins. Yep. And they won't, they don't take all the hoods off at the same time. Nope. She goes to the first one, stabs them. Yep.
1: It's a young male fairy and he's just crying. Please. Please don't. Please don't. Please. You know, she she kills him. She does it quick. Mm -hmm. She doesn't want their lives to be in vain. She she has this moment of like, okay, it's these three lives or the lives of every fairy under this mountain. Yeah. You know, she struggles with it, but she knows that the, the horrible thing that she's about to do... She talks about like ripping her soul like in pieces for mm-hmm. in tatters for doing this, yeah. but she knows that she has to trade these three lives for everyone for else's all freedom. Of the other lives, yeah. And it made me think like I, I don't know. I mean, I I would like to say I know that I, what I would do, but wow, that yeah. that is a heavy burden. It's to a have heavy, been put on her
0: heavy burden for sure. So she kills the first fairy, moves on to the second fairy. It's a female, and she's. Accepted her fate. She's yes. basically, like, reciting prayers.
1: Right. But she's also kind of giving Farah the, like, it's okay. Just yeah. do it. Make it yeah. quick. Make it painless. Send me to the afterlife.
0: Yeah. So, boom, Fair kills fairy number two. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> so she gets to the third fairy, and it's Tamlin. Of course. So she's, like... Reeling. The fucking irony yes. here. <laughs> Whoa. <laughs> That's a super plot twist there yes. for her, and but then she remembers Alice's. Listen, listen, listen! Like, yeah. what have you learned? Listen, yeah. and so she's recalling like all this stuff because she, she's recalling what she knows about Amarantha. Amarantha wants Tamlin. She would never risk something that she wants. Mm-hmm. So there's got to be a catch here. Mm-hmm. And then she remembers she was dropping some eaves. And heard Lucian make a remark to Tamlin about, for someone with a stone heart, you're awfully soft, or something like that. Yeah. And Sophia is like,
1: "All right." Because the adder he, then also makes when the adders in the garden, and he doesn't see Feyre. Mm-hmm. He says something about a, him having a stone heart as yeah. well.
0: Yeah. Yeah. So she's like, "Okay, stone heart. I'm gonna go ahead and stab him." Yep. And it's gonna it's gonna be fine. It's gonna be fine. Yeah. So she stabs him. Feels that his heart is, in fact, stone. Yep. Boom, she wins. Hooray, you would think. You would think, but nope. Nope, Amarantha is pissed.
1: And as we said, fairies are kind of...
0: They're tricksy. And
1: she said if she figured out the riddle, they would leave immediately. But if she won the trials, she would set them free. But she didn't specify when. when. That's right. Bull crap.
0: And all the other, like, fae around are like... She just won. Yeah. She beat your task. It's like, like it's a every, slow like, at, at
1: first, yeah. But more people are
0: like, "Hey, yeah, they're like that's cheating." She won. yeah, <laughs> like on Feyre's side. They're like, "Come on, yep." And Amarantha, she's just like losing her cool.
1: Yep, and she Torture She's torturing Feyre. Yeah, basically she's, killing her. She's
0: yeah, and so and Reese is like losing it mm-hmm. he's like trying to attack her like repeatedly. well not yet not yet well it's yes, before he her is. neck it's he before is. her neck breaks you're right you're yeah. right yeah
1: <clears throat> yeah mm, i know that tamlin just got stabbed okay i know that but his heart is stone he's yeah. fine the woman he supposedly loves is lying on the ground getting Yeah, she's,
0: like, breaking her bones. Breaking
1: her bones. Ripping her to pieces. Who comes to her rescue? Who attacks Amarantha? Not Mm -hmm. Tamlin. No. Rhysand. Yeah.
0: And so then Amarantha, like, blasts him back with her own magic. And he keeps coming. And he keeps coming. He's, like, yeah, trying to break through. Because she still has all the High Lord's magic. Yes. They haven't been restored yet. No. So what little he has a little more than the others but not much right not enough to match her right
1: and while she's being tortured that's when fair is trying thinking of the riddle mm-hmm. and thinking of the things that she's learned and and realized that she felt and and realizes that the answer to the riddle is love it's love which part of me was like that's lame mwah, mwah. which i i feel bad feeling that way but like especially when using the word scorned i'm sorry <laughs> It's love. <laughs> yeah. I And I understand that Farah didn't really know what love was familiarly in relationships because the boy that she had relations with in her village, like that wasn't really love either. No. It was just like a fleeting physical need met to kind of escape the crap life they both lived. Mm-hmm. So I understand that she had to learn what love was, but I haven't uh, really learned what love is yet. Yeah. So, but yeah, she figures out, I I will digress that for now, but she figures out that the answer is love. And now everyone is free immediately.
0: Right. Right. So their masks come off and do they get their powers back? Mm Mm-hmm. Okay. Pretty that, sure. I mean, if it's
1: not then, it's, it's right after Reese, Because Reese is still fighting. and He is. He basically grabs a sword and yeah. slices Amarantha's head off.
0: Doesn't he? No. I thought he sliced her head off. Nope. Tamlin kills her. Oh. Which is... Biggest- See, I was
1: getting confused in my head because I'm like, well, you should be doing this. So yeah. it was Tamlin... Yeah, so. There's so much going on. I
0: think. I'm sorry, I feel like a failure. <laughs> I think Amarantha has. He, so she's like torturing Feyre, and then Reese is getting the sword. Oh, yeah, he tosses it and to he Tamlin. He tosses it to You're Tamlin. Right. Yes, thank and you for reminding me of them. After after Feyre solves the riddle, her neck is broken. Yeah, Amarantha, Amarantha snaps, her, snaps neck her, neck her neck in that
1: last moment before she loses mm-hmm. power. Yeah. They, the lords get their power back. Yeah. And then Tamlin
0: yeah. lops her head off. Tamlin kills her with the sword. And he's just, like, holding Farrah after her neck is broken. She's dead. And mm-hmm. we get, like, Farrah sees herself through Rhysand's eyes. Right. And, like, fleetingly. Mm-hmm. But then she's kind of, like, in that, like, limbo area where she is dead but hasn't fully gone on. on
1: yeah she yeah
0: and she feels like the a tug back mm-hmm. and then we have like all the high lords have a little like nugget of their power and they yeah. put it on her chest autumn
1: does it first autumn
0: does it first yeah and and then all
1: the other lords follow which again tamlin why wasn't this your idea buddy yeah
0: so too distraught i guess too distraught to think clearly so, all seven High Lords end up putting a nugget of power in her, and this brings her back to life and also makes her High Fae. hmm So, here we are. Amarantha's defeated, curse broken, High Lord's free. They have their powers back. Yep. Yeah, she and Tamlin are basically just, like, prepping to go back to the Spring Court. She, they're, like, asleep somewhere in, like, a chamber. She feels like a tug. She walks out to like have a last chat with Reese. Mhm. And then he like has a weird reaction to her and just vanishes. Yeah. He's like it yeah, like he's seeing her for the first time. Yeah. I can't remember if she says something or if it's just as he's
1: like going to leave and then all of a sudden he like makes this face like oh. like a shot like a Yeah.
0: Like something has like yeah. hit struck him, struck him. Yeah. Yeah, and he vanishes and she kind of just just like that was weird. Yeah. <laughs> Strange. <laughs> And then she and Tamlin go back to the Spring Court, basically, and that's yep. it. And Alice is there. Alice is there. Alice, with her nephews. nephews Lucian, the whole gang. Yeah. So that's the, the end. end. <laughs> Our lovebirds
1: are together. Mm-hmm. And truthfully, like, I, I know that I know more beyond this book. So uh, I, I tried not to let that affect how I saw. Um, certain characters in this one, but mm. yeah, just the glaring, like it, it just, it was, I guess I'm getting, I'm skipping a final thoughts. <laughs> it just yeah it, was, we, yeah. it was just, it's lust. It's lust. It's not love. Yeah. He, he did things for her, but he didn't help her better herself. He didn't protect. Really protect her under the mountain. I mm-hmm. mean, like like I said, I know there were things keeping him from being able to do so. But mm-hmm. if you want to do something, you can find a way.
0: Yeah, I agree. I don't know. And I just, I think their love didn't make sense to me. I don't think they're, I feel like we spent a, an awful lot of time at the beginning of the book in the spring court. Mm-hmm. Without there being any development of their connection in a true way. Like, outside of the summer solstice celebration where he plays her the fiddle. Yeah. That's it, really. And she was drunk then. And she was drunk. Not saying she was, it wasn't like the other fairy wine where she couldn't have, like, control of herself. It was more like uh, the, the summer solstice fairy wine was more of like a a hallucinogen. It was more like she was on shrooms. Right. <laughs> that's, like, what I thought of. but Right.
1: I understand that, you know, he... Yeah, he's providing for her, and he's... And that's that has to feel good after being the one... Yeah. ...doing the providing. But I just... Their connection doesn't feel any more than physical to mm. me. It just does and not. And he proves time and time again by not acting.
0: Yeah. You know, I just... And I think we see that a lot in this book, that the damage that is caused by inaction. Mm-hmm. Like, we see it with Nesta and Elaine mm-hmm. and Papa Archeron. Right. All and then Tamlin's no better and than then, they are. And then Tamlin. So all of the people who should care about her really just put her in dire straits because of their inaction. Right. Their inability to step up for her when she needs them. Right.
1: Even Rhysand if for knowing her for like... Yeah, two seconds is like, oh yeah, when you come to my court, like as pu- you know, should your punishment be me teaching you to read? Yeah, the first thing you want to do is help her do something for herself. Yeah,
0: excuse me. Shock.
1: A what? What?
0: Yeah, and every everyone else is stepping up for Farah. Like Lucian, Lucian's mother steps in to help her mm. in one of because she's supposed to do like household chores during the right. whatever downtime, and so. Lady of the Autumn Court comes in and helps her as well right. for saving Lucian's life. Right. Sand is helping her. All the other High Fae at the end step up for her mm-hmm. whenever Amarantha's not freeing her from the curse. Like right. everyone else is stepping up and the only time that Tamlin truly quote unquote steps up is after she's dead. Yep. And at that point Fae has broken the curse. And then it's like were his motives
1: for like falling for her or like wooing her like did he really love her did he try to see her in that light to break the curse i think you know what i mean yeah like that had to have at least
0: nudged him in that direction well that's his whole purpose for bringing her there exactly because we eventually find out that there is no a life for a life in the treaty. Like Pharaoh right. could have killed forty fairies mm-hmm. and been fine, because other
1: people killed some of his other. Because he, this is not the
0: first fairy that he sent. Yeah, he's sent fairies out throughout the forty nine years of this curse, right. For the express purpose of some girl like Pharaoh killing one of the fairies, so he could right. bring her back to the court and woo her, right? So that's and the, and
1: the fairies were killed, but by hunters or it said older women. I'm like, he, you could you could have wooed an older woman then yes come on sir
0: maybe he couldn't woo an older woman
1: because she's too she, smart
0: she'd be like bitch no get <laughs> Not out of here interested please please you and that straight face nah right i'm gonna take ginger over here right. thank you Ooh, who's He's the a good boy time? with the one eye hello <laughs> yeah i like me that golden eye you got there. right right, <laughs> right. <laughs>
1: She's like, tell me the story.
0: (laughs) Let me put my hands in that hair.
1: Right. (laughs) Or something. Yeah.
0: Make me laugh a little.
1: I'm not saying that Tamlin doesn't believe that he loves her. But yeah, the just, Mm -hmm. you know, that had to nudge him in that direction to see her in that light. Mm -hmm. And then, yeah. And then all his actions are more, as you said, in the admiration or obsession with her humanness.
0: Yeah. And I think... That he sees her as, like, his little toy doll that he gets to play with. Yeah. And... And care for. And that she's his. Yeah. That... That is... It's not, like, expressly expressed in mm-hmm. this book that that's how he feels outside of that one, like, when Ray Sand is like, ooh, I made a bargain with your lady. Yeah. And we... The only reaction he gives through that whole... Yeah. ...time period is in that moment. Yeah. So... Clearly he sees her as his. Yeah. Like that is mine and you're touching it. Mm-hmm. So yeah, I don't think he loves her as a partner. No, perhaps as a possession, but not as I a agree. partner. I agree. I, I,
1: yeah. So. But were there um, other final thoughts on it that you wanted to share?
0: Um, I think. Well, my Goodreads, I did check my Goodreads rating. And mm-hmm. I did give it a three out of five. Uh, which, honestly, most books are a three out of five. Yeah, I think I i
1: would have probably gone like three and a half on this one. Mm-hmm. Um, But yeah, three out of five. Yeah. Because I like it. I do like it. Yeah. But the
0: other ones are much better. I, I think the second one is the best one. Mm-hmm. Uh, Agreed. I, I feel like the fourth and fifth are a different story and they yes they are on their own yes so like out of the first three i would say two three and then one yeah me too this one is a three for sure i i think i have mixed feelings about this one there's a lot about it that i wish was different i wish that because we're supposed to want Feyre and Tamlin to be in love. Yeah. We're supposed to be all in on yeah. them so that when other things happen, mm-hmm. we're crushed by it. Right. But it is just... I I felt that way the first time I read it and this time.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: I Their connection is not
1: developed at all. No. For me, their sincerest connection is when they're caring for that dying fairy. And yes. that's not a moment of romantic connection no
0: that's like humanity to humanity right and it so that really so this book is based on their relationship Mm -hmm. it's built on that that's the foundation it's living on which turned it's just not good enough for me Mm -hmm. so i that part i wish i wish we liked tamlin i wanted him to be a likable character and we wanted him and Farrah to have each other. Right.
1: And and he could even be misguided or like have motives that we didn't know, you know, but still make him a bit more likable.
0: Yeah. Make him, make me, uh, make me believe it Mm -hmm. at least. Mm -hmm. And if you want to flip the script later, then like, of course, flip it. All bets are off. Right. Just make me believe it in this moment. Right. And I just never did. Yeah. Also, I also wanted to like Farrah more. Yeah. I feel like she's boring.
1: I think that she hasn't been given the space to really, other than know that painting brings her joy, I don't know that she's really had the space to learn anything else about herself. So Mm -hmm. I will say that that can kind of give a little bit of leeway to the character not being fully more developed just simply because of the life she's had to live and had to Mm -hmm. live for others, that she herself hasn't been able to really develop beyond being the hunter, the caretaker, and then finding fleeting moments for herself. So yeah. I think she has a lot of growing up to do and a lot of self-reflection to do. And just, yeah. You know, but I, I do, I do get what you're saying. Because there are times where I'm like, yeah, 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 okay. Yeah. <laughs> like I said, she repeat, you know repeats herself a lot in the beginning. And I'm just like, I yeah. need you
0: to... Stop with the paint and stop with the... <laughs> and it, it could just be... A part of it could be this perspective is not my favorite for this kind of book. Right. I've, I have feel like it doesn't serve the story As in well. the best possible manner for it to be from her perspective. Because, especially because it's hard to develop char- a character who is completely unaware of... Yeah who they are as a person. Yeah. So then you don't have any personality to connect with. Right. And I think that's where I struggle with yeah. with the POV. So, but that's not to say that the story itself is uninteresting because yeah. I wonder if the premise is interesting. Yeah. The the anything fairies Faye, Right. You have my attention. Right. And the whole like courts and the political infighting yeah. and all of that dynamic. Yeah, like the looming King of Highburn
1: and um the just like the the history of the war and, you know, yeah. Not knowing if the the threat is like fully neutralized, you know, Amarantha's gone, but what about who she answered to, you know, like. Yeah. And then again, the world and the creatures, like, all that really intrigued me. So yeah. I was like, okay, I want more of that.
0: Yeah, I wanted more of the world, more of the courts, more yeah. of the dynamic between yes. courts. Yes. I, I, And I
1: get we're setting it up here. And yes, this is
0: first book, this is a classic first book scenario. Right. You are peeking the world and you're right. going to open it up later. Right. Which I don't really think... Happens as much as I would have liked. Yeah, in, in later books either. But yeah. am I interested in the book because it's interesting, or am I interested in the book because it has the potential to be interesting? Mm. Is the question that I'm battling with yeah. this as a series generally, mm-hmm. but in this book for sure. Yeah, it ha-
1: had moments that definitely
0: hooked me. Oh, for sure. But yeah, I yeah I see what you're saying. Yeah, <laughs> I I definitely. After I finished this, I was interested. Yes. I was like, I definitely want to read the, I want the rest of these. Yeah. I The world has me. Yeah. I'm not sold on the characters. Yeah. Was yeah. my thought at the end of this one. Yeah. Generally. But I will say that the online fandom mm-hmm. is really fun. Most of it. <laughs> All of the, like, TikToks and stuff. Yeah. Really fun. The taking new girl clips and yes. adapting them. Hilarious.
1: <laughs> I love it. I love it. I love it. It's so yeah. good. That's and there fun. are people that, like, dress up and kind of, like, you know, I don't know. Act do
0: the... out scenes. Exactly. Yeah. I
1: love all that. Yeah. Love it all.
0: It's it's fun, and it makes it a lot... It makes me feel more invested in the whole, like, world in general than I, Absolutely. Than I felt after I finished reading the books. Absolutely. So... Yeah. I don't know. I think Sarah is on, was on to something here. Ah, yeah. And I just maybe wish she had a better editor mm-hmm. to maybe bring up, like, hey, maybe you want to not linger here. Maybe right. you want to add more of this Right. Here.
1: I feel like this series as a whole has good fantasy bones and has some really cool, interesting things. But I, I do think that it also was meant to be a vehicle for spicy scenes as well. I agree. Not obviously in the first one so much, but I think the rest of it, it was maybe not 50-50, maybe like 60-40, but I, I not that I think that the spice took away from the story, but I do think that it was just as much of a focus mm-hmm. as the rest of the story and perhaps v- setting up those romantic bonds and moments Took page time away from other things, perhaps. Mm-hmm. I'm not saying that I didn't think that they should be there at all, or what you know. Physical intimacy is very important <laughs> in relationships. Yeah, but I do think that the focus on the spice may have diverted some attention away from the cool fantasy bits a bit in the series as a whole. But I, I do like the series as a whole.
0: Yeah. Um, yeah. So. That's a really kind of a non—I don't know—a non-answer from me. Yeah, it's.
1: I feel uh, like that's just where we're gonna have to leave it because we could we could meander on this for a lot longer. I know, I know.
0: But you know, also no news updates on the potential adaptation. No, and we're not gonna get any of that until the
1: the strike stuff is done for for, sure. Yeah, at very least, very least, if not longer.
0: Yeah, I agree. So um, our next novel is The Shining. Ooh. Switching gears. Hard left. Hard left. <laughs> 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 Yeah. <laughs> Got to keep you on your toes. Oh, man. So that's going to be a cool. I've actually never read The Shining.
1: Me either. And so... I actually think this is my first Stephen King book that I've read. I own some, mm-hmm. but I think this is the first one I've actually taken off the TBR shelf. And And read, so.
0: I read it when I was in middle school, so big yikes there. (laughs) It was in the school library, and I said, yeah, I think I'll try that. I don't really remember it, to be honest. Uh, And then he wrote a book about writing called On Writing. Yeah, I've heard that's actually really excellent. It's excellent. I really enjoyed it. I read that in college, so uh, it's on my shelf somewhere. But, yeah, it was excellent. But yeah, so this is my first one of his like real novels. Yeah, that I will actually remember. I'm trying to remember
1: the author that people compare to Stephen King a lot. Um,
0: Dean Koontz.
1: Yes, I've read. I read Dean Koontz. I've not read any Dean Um, Koontz. I think I've read one or two Dean Koontz, but I had not yet read stephen king so i'm i'm not super far in but i'm i'm really enjoying his writing style so far he so. does
0: have a very he's a, he's very talented yes, obviously
1: obvi- i was gonna say okay now i see why yeah he's written so many books and why they're so insanely popular
0: he writes a thousand words every single day that's his job so i guess he yeah good that's, for him that's what he does that's like one of his things that he like gets up every day yeah and writes a thousand words right and i'm like my god yep that's a that is a lot yeah it is (laughs) so so much anyway uh so yeah that's exciting yep it is so, um, please rate and review us. Yeah.
1: Send along your book recs and let us know if you've read any of the books that we've covered, if there's books that you
0: want us to cover. We straight up know that so many of you have read Akatar, so let's let's have it. Right. Let's, let's have it. Get your criticisms out while you can. Right. <laughs> we know we've burned some
1: bridges we'll, here. <laughs> we'll, we'll, we'll try not to take it personally.
0: <laughs> yeah. We knew this was going to, we knew this was going to be controversial, but yep. you know, yep. that's what we're here to do. Shake it up. Shake it up. So, um, we are responsible for all the tunes and the artwork. So you're welcome. <laughs> so welcome.
1: <laughs> so until next time, beware of bargains and read books.
0: Okay. Goodbye.
1: Goodbye. For now. <laughs>